Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Skill Modeling Podcast. Here, we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you, the listeners out there, for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detailed Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, and Basis by Bill. Please have a look at their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now, buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hey geeks, welcome to episode 5-9, the big 5-9 of the Model Geeks podcast. You believe it, we're almost to another milestone of 60. Uh, Darren here with three of the finest folks I know, Andrew Frill, the Whitey, Andrew White, and there's El Presidente. Where the hell's Scott at? El Presidente sitting in for Nemo, who is where? In Jacksonville, playing golf. Jacksonville, playing golf. Parts, <laughs> parts unknown. Offset yeah. people. Come on. Yeah, I know. He's he's sending pictures of alligators <laughs> in in golf courses, man. So, Got to be Florida. Hard. Working yeah. hard, man. Work working hard. So, guys, how you doing? Let's go around the room. Frill, how you doing, man? Doing, doing all right. Doing all right, man. Yeah, I'm it's, doing good. It's it's been I'm a while. Ginger ale. Yeah, I know. Oh. I'm out of ginger ale. I wonder how that happened. I don't know. I'm like I'm down like my handle of crown apple is like down a half now. <laughs> I think I, I brought a bottle of ginger ale over there, I think. Yeah, it's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been a while since I've, I've seen you. Well, obviously I stopped by, but here on the show itself, because I've been gone for a while. So it's, uh, yep. Yes, you have. It's, it's great to be back uh, behind the old microphone. Good. So it's good to see you, Frill. Whitey, how you doing, man? Look, you got raccoon eyes. You've been down in the sun basting uh like a turkey yeah man i was uh kicking it down in the caribbean having fun spending time with fam uh niece's wedding thing so that was a fun time uh i highly recommend it go go take a vacation in the caribbean folks love the people there. real nice yeah i need a vacation i don't care if it's in my backyard in a tent <laughs> get away <laughs> from too, the work computers that works too yeah. yeah it's too hot right now it is god it's hotter in hades isn't it yeah, it's too hot to be outside. Yeah. Oh, President Day, Tim, how are you? Welcome. And I am doing great. I think this is the first one you and I've actually done together because you're always sitting in for me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. First time I've seen you on the other side of uh, <laughs> of a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How's the recovery going there, El Presidente? Yeah, it's going well. I had my uh, two week follow up today. And uh, the surgeon said uh, the joint looks perfect. He showed me the uh, x-ray. And, uh, of course, it just looks like a big chunk of metal inside of a what is sh- otherwise shaped as a, as a shoulder. But, um, yeah, it looks uh, I, it looks good and it feels good. I can um, – he moved it around a little bit. Uh, you know, range of motion is going to take a while to come back just because the uh, as part of the surgery, they have to remove a tendon and then reattach it. And then, um, and that's the, that's the major thing at this point. The wound is, is essentially healed. It's just, uh, what's, uh, um, you had the whole thing replaced, right? 
I did. Yeah. So the ball and socket, um, arthritis, you know, uh, yeah. If you know me, um, I, I'd like to think I don't look very young, but, uh, my body is a lot older than, than it looks. And, um, you know, is it, uh, just rode hard and put away wet one too many times? (laughs) Probably a little bit of that. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, arthritis does run in my family. So, uh, it's certainly, you know, in, in his words, it was certainly arthritis. And, uh, well, look at that. Two weeks, you're you're doing better. You start physical therapy yet? Um, oh yeah, started physical therapy day after surgery. Literally, oh, man, see, you're yeah. gonna be and, you're gonna be sniffing yeah. glue and slinging paint here in no time. Well, actually, I am. I am. I actually, uh, and and he did clear me to uh, take the the uh, harness off um, for uh, short periods of time when there's no um, no worry that a uh, dog is going to jump in my uh, lap and cause oh. me to want to move my arm quickly. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm good. And that means I can, I can hold an airplane in one hand and uh, paint with the other. Um, I, I tried doing it. What's that? The bionic modeler. That's yeah, right. The bionic Ooh, modeler. Hey, new call gonna sign. To, gonna have to change. <laughs> we got to get that theme up. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I, I could just play that occasionally while I model, you know, right. and that'll, it'll really get, bah, bah, keep bah, me motivated. Bah, bah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, let's uh let's uh take a little trip around the room here. We'll start with Frill, and uh, tell us, man, what you got on your bench. Uh, I've seen some stuff with the Claude. I've seen uh, is there a few yeah. other things I think sitting over there too. What what you got going on? Yeah, well, the Claude first went ahead, got it done. I've got a replacement canopy and photo etch sprue coming from the people, the good people over at Wingsy in the Ukraine. So I just went ahead and tacked the canopy on just to kind of finish it up and when it gets here i'll replace it and then i was posting some pictures in one of our groups and our buddy justin was like hey man the hina morus look good painted on but the decals the white bands he's like yeah they're filled with rivets and i was like yeah i know i was trying to avoid having how to figure out to do that because the rivets are so fine that when that decal went over it it just obscured them and i was Sticker. trying to put my magnifier on put some lights and what you I were late for Yes, because I was doing those rivets because Justin <laughs> called me out on it, and I can't let that go. And so I found out that the uh, Mr. R- uh, Rosie the River, the uh, 0.75 millimeter one, was a perfect span of the other rivets. So I kind of lined it up, and I kind of started before the decal and just kind of slowly ran it across, keeping it straight and to the other side, just going over the decal just to put some rivets in there and so those those are the greatest things aren't they those rosy riveters i've got i've got all the sizes with some extra um little what you call the that piece with the spike the rivet maker i guess but uh different sizes i got wheel thank you uh they've got dual dual roll or do row yeah uh rivet makers uh, they're just that's hey there's your tip and tool of the week we just did it right here in the in the intro One of the best uh, tools I think I've got in my arsenal up there, other than my Tamiya bottle opener, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah, so I'll finish that. I'll have a couple more to do, and uh, I'll finish that up. I'll put some salva set on them, let them sit overnight, and then check them out in the morning, and then just go from there and put a wash on it. Because they're just so fine. If anyone's ever built the uh, Wingsy Claw, you'll know what I'm talking about, because the rivets are just so small, and they're just so fine. And... uh, and so I was tinkering around. I didn't even, I forgot I even started this thing. And it was the uh, Tamiya 48 scale T72 tank. 
Wow. And, uh, that's not a T72. It, no, it's a T34. Sorry, T34. And it was painted and everything. So I The just armor guys are going to beat you for that. I know. That's why I'm not an armor guy. I never claimed to be an <laughs> Those armor Those are like guy. two ends of the spectrum in <laughs> they the are. Soviet tank world. <laughs> they are. Banani's over there going, damn you, Frill. <laughs> yep. He's, he's generating that sternly worded email to me right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, so I saw that. So I've been kind of playing around with that, just weathering it up. And uh, in the kit, you get two crates to put on the side of it. And they're wooden. And so I don't know if you guys can see it very well, but I, uh, Darren saw when he was over, I did the simulated, you know, I did the wood thing, how I do it. And, uh, they, I think they came out pretty good. Yeah, they, so, they, they are. They're pretty sharp. That, that wood grain popped right out. They yeah. All, good. all I did was, um, I was looking at my paint rack and I saw that I had, uh, like a tan or some kind of light sand color that I used on the, uh, Egyptian Sherman. And I just painted the boxes with that. And then when it dried, I just put some raw umber oil paint on it and then just took a piece of sponge and just drug it over to create the wood grain and just let it sit for a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good. So that's smart. That. Yep. And I got the seams checked on the Phantom. So I think I'm ready to press on, continue on with that. So I want to get I want to get back on the Phantom here soon. Yeah. And cool. uh, that's it. The C-Ram still sitting over here waiting to be painted. So. All you need to do is prime and paint that bad boy. Yeah, I just got. I saw people. I guess you can spray that, Mister Mister Gargunzi, um, metal Mister Metal Primer. I guess you can spray that through your airbrush. And so I'm gonna yeah. give that a shot because this thing's got so much photo etch on it that uh, just paint it, it's not gonna go very well. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Cool, very cool, cool. Whitey. I know you've been on vacation, but I know you were working on something before. What? Yeah. What you got going on? Sorry, I was just laughing at my dog over here. He's freaking out because a V22 just went over the house like wicked low. You know how they have that that thump? That sound, man, that thump that comes ahead of it. Unique sound, yeah. She don't shake the windows. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. They they fly over the the house late at night, and my house just kind of vibrates. Right, right. They come over. Yeah. Anyway. It's kind of the perks of living near a, near a military base, folks. Yeah, man. It is. Yeah. Women like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Uh, yeah, as far as modeling goes, yeah, sure. I, yeah, I've been away, Hoconus. And um, so I kind of feel out of the loop on the modeling scene. When I was down there, I was actually like Googling, like, all right, I wonder if is, maybe there's a model shop around here. Who knows? But I do that not, too. Nothing, nothing that popped yeah. up. Always. So, or a club. You never know. There could have been a club down there. Yeah. Yeah. But time was compressed. I didn't have time to do yeah. anything but yeah. hang out at the beach and drink beer. And then um, wrong with that. Rent jet skis and that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but modeling wise, I definitely did that. Yeah. All right. So on the modeling front, uh, let's see. I'm still in work on the. Um, I got to turn around to remember. The name <laughs> oh, you've been gone too long. <laughs> <laughs> you have been gone a while. <laughs> the Mavis, the Mavis. <laughs> the Mavis. And um, so prior to, prior to leaving, I got all the uh, glass work on that thing um, in place and puttied in, puttied in. And Tim, after you did that reading, so you understand right. where I'm going with that. Like, you no, know, none of the clear pots really fit very well. Um, I did have a vacuum form set and all, from one of those old, um, is it Falcon that do, used to do those sets with the you know they do like the yes. Luftwaffe set and the yeah it's yep. Falcon Falcon I mean, yeah so I had a set that actually they, they still the, exist and they still do them 
Oh yeah, they're great. I mean, if yeah, they're awesome for the main for the for the cockpit uh, area. I, I I had two of them. I don't know where I got a spare one at. Someone someone gave one to me. Uh, just the uh, cockpit section, and I tried to use it. And I got to be honest with you, the, the the kit part fit fit better. So I went with that on the on the flight station area, and um, and then as as well as the bubbles too. I I cut out the bubbles, and they just didn't want to. Either way, filling was going to happen. So I was like, I'm just going to roll with the kit parts because I can sand near those things and and clean them up easier than I can thin. Uh, uh, you know, vac form plastic. Um, in fact, so the only I get, you know, the only part that I used off of that sheet of vac form was the tail gunner section. Uh, it's a pretty big greenhouse section back there. And the kit part there just didn't fit worth worth a heck. And so I, I used the vac form one to fit in place really nice. And of course, that vac form stuff, you can, uh, especially with those um, sanding blocks from uh, Goodman Tools, mm-hmm. you know, you can sand vac form really nicely with those things and get a nice flat edge and it'll mate up. Uh, you know, so I did use it back there, uh, for that. So got all the glass fared in, puttied around it using, uh, the, uh, you know, what's it? Mr. White putty. Uh, no, Mr. Dissolve putty. That's it. Uh, I love that stuff. You know, that's great for using, uh, you know, you can, you can slather that stuff around clear pots and then use a, uh, your finger wet with alcohol and, and, and get a, get rid of the, you know, smooth it right on in, fare it into place, good to go. So that's where it sits now. It's uh, basically I'm getting close to ready to mask mask it all off, which I did pick up my mask for that because that's a whole other thing too. Any of those old uh, Japanese kits, uh, the framework uh, is, is outlandish. Um, so thank God for... Yeah, where did you get the mask from? Okay, uh, Scott was speaking about these guys and Frildo, you as well, uh, dead design models. Oh, makes yeah. a um makes a, a set for it. Uh which as soon as I saw that I was like, bing, I'm buying it because those the blisters on the side and the tail gunner section and even the flight station section, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that would go into masking that uh cleanly in that scale. So I was like worth the six dollars every day of the week masking sets. So Oh yeah. And, the, and I like that company because they make such a variety. Yeah, and they make them for all the older kits that are, uh, you know, generally still in, kind of still in production, but y- you can certainly yeah. find them. And and in a lot of cases, they're the the only game in town is that kit, just like your Mavis. I mean, nobody else makes a Mavis that I know of, no. certainly not in 72nd scale. Mm-hmm. And um, up until Dead Design, you couldn't get a mask for it. You didn't have to make it yourself. You know, their um, control surface masks are awesome, too. They fit like a glove. Yeah, fit perfect. Yeah, I used them did. on the Claude, and they did. They worked really well. You know, talking about masks. Those, uh, did y'all see Paul's uh, stencil masks that he used yeah. on the Spitfire? Who, what's yes. It, who is it? Makes those one man army. One, yeah, man, one army. man army. Unbelievable. Yeah, but it, that's in thirty second scale. I mean, it, it's yes. amazing that they can they can cut them that accurate. Ah, um, it's like a, it even in that like scale. A real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Like a full full scale deal. So, yeah, that technology masking has come a long ways, and and I'm I'm with you, Whitey. Six bucks, ten bucks. It's it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's a free add on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You you save so much time uh, and aggravation. 
I know most of the time when it comes to canopies, uh, most people don't like messing around with masking. Um, no, it's but, a pain. It's a straight up pain in the ass. Yeah, and the stuff even just on a regular exist. jet canopy is just yeah. a pain. Yeah, like I yeah. remember my dad used to come over to my house with uh, his canopies because I, in the past, I my technique was uh, a fresh exacto blade and a roll of Tamiya tape and a blade and or in a straight edge, and and I'd sit there and just chill out and do it. Uh, but he didn't have the patience for it. Uh, but when he would see me doing it, he, you know, he was like, oh. And he tried that tech, you know, just sitting there and doing it like that. Yeah. It just wasn't for him. Uh, but he would come by with it. But my, my dad was the type of model that would have like three or four things going on at once. Uh, all World War II stuff, mostly Japanese stuff. So you're talking greenhouses as far as the eye can see. And, um, you know, so he'd come by with his canopies all in separate bags and be like, hey, can you mask these up for me? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, I'll, I'll take care of that for you. Uh, you know, so I, you know, I would do it. No problem. You know? Um, but nowadays with the, with the mask sets that are available to you, or even if yeah. you have a, uh, a cutter, you know, these cricket cutters and things like that, uh, you know, you can, you can do them yourself if you have the skill to, I, I don't even know what you would, how, how that process works. Frillo's made masks for things a couple of times. And I don't, I don't even like that. That could be something you, maybe you can speak to, uh, later on in another episode or something like that, or. Yeah, we can um, talk about that. that's a that's a good idea. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a great idea. I mean, and I've seen like uh, you know, uh, well, even you, Tim, Tim, you've cut. You, I've got masks for the for the national right. markings on this thing because right. the decals were shot, and it's kind of hard to find large Japanese roundels right. or hinamoras, uh, you know, that go on like the wings of this thing. Right. Um, and you went ahead and cut some for me that I'll certainly be using. Yeah, circles um, are real easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, not too yeah. complex. No, um, but any anything actually with a cutter, um, if, if you've got the two dimensional shape, that's easy to just import it in, and I mean, it's just a couple of steps, and and then you cut it. The difficult things are like when you've got a complex curve over a canopy that you then have to go exactly. from three dimensions to two dimensions. Yeah, and I'm I'm still working, you know, what I think is a a reasonable way to to figure that out. But it's um, it's not always perfect. I've gotten I build enough Spitfires that I, I've been able to practice on a Spitfire. Sure, and and it's I think I've got it down. And and the I now have a template where I just use that same basic template, and then I just I'll I'll, I'll run it through the cutter, put it on the model, and if it fits, I'm done. If it doesn't, because you know no model is is the same as another model. Um, I'll either just add a couple of extra little pieces to fill in, or I'll just adjust it real quick and re and rerun it and then save it with a new name that it's specifically for that kit. Yeah. I've even come across, I've come across commercial mask and sets that are out there that don't fit quite perfectly. Right. Yeah. But like if, if it's somewhere, it, you know, but you can always cut that, cut, cut mm-hmm. them in half and, and then catch your corners and then fill in the fill in the uh, open space with Tamiya exactly. tape that, on a straight line, and, you know, yeah. so you can always make them work. And a lot of time too, doing that alleviates the, uh, that you know, sometimes you go to bend, particularly with the vinyl mask, you go to bend them around a curve and you're going to yeah, have that little V back. that wants to pop up, you know, so you cut them and that takes that out of the, out of the picture right. for you. You know, Ed, Edward thought their forward thinking thought, you know, that all their masks come like with on a F-14 canopy or an F-4 canopy. With just the outside edges, the center's not there for that very reason. Yeah, right? that, so that you, makes you perfect sense. You can put it sense, into the corners, you know? 
adjust it where you need it, and yeah. then you fill in uh, the rest with either liquid mask or, or you know, a piece of tape. Yeah. tape. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, most of the time, do we add you out? Kids say, oh, uh, yep. you know, they point out the, the liquid mask. Um, uh, I, I rarely, have, have rarely used that. I usually just fill in with tape. Me too. Uh, and that works for yeah, me. Same here. Um, so. But cool. that, that's where I'm at with that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm home and kind of unpacking still. So I'll, I'll probably get on it this weekend when I have some downtime to, to go ahead and, uh, God, I got to cut my grass. Y'all mentioned the rain we've got. Oh, God. I know. I'm uh, right there with you, brother. I got to jungle out there. So I'll be my, my next couple of days after work coming home and, and hacking that down with the machete. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you this Friday for beer and building at the uh, high tide then. That's my plan. Yeah. Well, All right. sure. That'll yeah. interrupt that plan. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to have you back, Whitey. Good, good to see you. Good to so, be here. Tim. What you got going? I know uh, you. I know you're down, but your left arm. So I know you're doing something. Yeah, I am, and I <laughs> I, I haven't been uh, idle, which is good. Um, I actually was able to uh, paint um, or prime at P forty seven, and then uh, do some sanding and and uh, clean it up. I'm what I'm di- doing is taking a uh, uh, an old kit from the eighties that I built, the old Hasegawa kit, uh, and then um, it had a broken landing gear. And I just decided, you know what, instead of fixing it, I'm just going to uh, pop the old can- pop the canopy off, uh, cloud the inside, and then uh, take the gear and um, close up the landing gear bays and put it in flight. And um, it's, it's ready to go to the paint shop now. Primer's all done, sanding, et cetera. And um, uh, that's been about the most I've been able to do. Um, I did, uh, uh, for my Sky Knight, for the MIG Killer build, I did uh, call up bases by Bill. And, um, and I did, uh, order a base for it that, uh, um, you know, we'll have, uh, I, I don't remember if it was part of the recording where we talked about, uh, um, etching the, um, etching or 3d printing the, uh, Mars and matting, the PSP uh, pierced steel, um, plating or whatever it's called. But the, uh, and so he said, yeah, they can, they can etch that. And, um, so I'm going to have that etched onto the the base and very um, cool and that'll be yeah so i'm look it'll be ready for nationals so it'll be sitting on that base with the uh, the rest of the mid killers very cool what real quick a plug for all all the listeners out that's we're going to be presenting y'all with a really awesome interview with the, the yeah. whole crew from basis by bill here in just a little bit that's our main topic tonight and uh you need to listen to it some of the things these guys can do will just blow you away and uh yeah. they got such a great story we produce such a great product. Uh, we were very fortunate to get them on, and uh, hopefully, you know, folks are going to enjoy that a little bit later on. So, yeah. that's, I still owe them an email too for uh, a few. Oh, months. you have an order, oh, uh, no, but I, I got in ahead of you. You did, you did. <laughs> yeah, because so. I, I actually ordered two, and I but I'm yeah. picking up three uh, right now. I'm picking up three bases. Uh, I ordered two, and the uh, I did pee the T on that uh, um, that that ship uh, case. Yeah, that uh, we talked. Oh, did about. you? So I, I did. Oh, yeah, so yeah. We'll I, I couldn't home. stand it. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I I went out. I looked at looked at the ship, and I said, "Yep, yeah, I I got to pee the tea on this one." Yeah, very cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Otherwise, I'm just letting my uh, my spar replacement uh, heal. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I well, got that. <laughs> your I spar, did too. His spar replacement. No, I got it too. Mm-hmm. Uh. Pun intended. Yes. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, for myself, I'm still uh, pushing on my MIG killer, my Ming F4E, sitting over here. Got it, almost all the seams covered up on it, and uh, got a few little fiddly bits to put on before I start priming and doing that stuff. But work has just been taking the wind out of my sails and not allowing me to either approach the bench or <laughs> it's filling my sails and pushing me the other way. Um, yeah, not much modeling going on. Bit old D-Rand's modeling bench, but we'll make it. We'll get to the uh, we'll get to Nats. It'll be done. Might look like the A4 did last year, but it'll make it. <laughs> so uh, you'll be skidding in the front door with glue in hand. Yeah, That's man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Still off still... gassing while it's sitting on the table. Yep. That's right. yep. Yeah, still making sure. Lean in and gear. sniff it. <laughs> Hoping the landing gear doesn't splay open. Mm. Yep. Hello, Model Geeks. This is Burt Kinsey of Detail and Scale to tell you about our newest publication, F-105 Thunder Chief in Detail and Scale, written by yours truly and illustrated by Rock Rozak and Jim Rotrammel. This is not simply an expanded and updated edition of our original Detail and Scale series book on the thud. Instead, it is an all-new publication. It really took a lot of research and effort, but I'm very pleased with how it turned out, and I know you will be too. In fact, I think it's among the very best titles Detail and Scale has ever produced. Overall, there are almost 300 color photographs and illustration, more than 90% of which are in color. Following the introduction, the Thunder Chief History Chapter reviews the development and operational use of the F-105, including its extensive role in the war in Southeast Asia. Next is a chapter that covers each of the Thunder Chief variants in more detail beginning with the first YF-105As and going through the F-105F and F-105G Wild Weasels. Extended coverage is provided on the Wild Weasels to include an informative text that clears up some of the misconceptions about these important variants. And both general and detailed photographs illustrate all of the changes made to the aircraft as various systems were added and updated. Next comes a chapter on the armament carried by the Thunder Chief, and this concludes more than 30 detailed photographs and illustrations. The focus of all Detail and Scale series books is that of the physical details of the aircraft, and the Thunder Chief detailed chapter contains more than 145 detailed photographs and illustrations, more than 90% of which are in color. There are 26 cockpit photos alone covering all production variants and more than 90% of the photos in the Thunder Deep Details chapter were taken of operational aircraft. The modeler section covers all of the Thunder Chief kits from 1144 scale through 132nd scale, and it points out the pros and cons of each. The backdating that needs to be made to the kits in order to build early F-105s in the natural metal and silver lacquer schemes are also covered in detail. Like all of our Detail and Scale publications, F-105 Thunder Chief in Detail and Scale is available in both printed and digital editions, with both the Kindle and Apple formats being available for the digital editions. To learn more and to order yours, visit our website at www.detailandscale.com. Happy bottling from Detail and Scale. Now back to the Model Geeks podcast. Uh... Real quick, going around news. You guys hear of any uh, new kits on the streets, or you got anything that you're getting your eyeball on as far as new stuff goes? Frildo, go. 
I saw on Instagram that ICM has another 148 scale mistle coming out. German. Um, yeah. Yes. Like bomber or not bomber thing, but like a rocket. Guided bomb. Like a, Essentially guided a glide, bomb. a glide bomb. Yeah. Dropped by yeah. a fighter mounted to the top. Uh, yep. would release it once he got on the glide path and then the plane would just, uh, the, the bomb plane would just glide into the target. Yeah. So that's all one of those coming out. Yeah, that's big. And in the, it's a re re-release of their earlier missile kit, which was a missile trainer because it had a, uh, the standard JU-88 bomber and the, uh, uh, but the, the missile variant that, uh, is being released now has the bomb nose variant. So there's no cockpit on the JU-88. It's replaced by a uh, a warhead. No. Interesting. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Why do you got anything out there you're keeping your eye on? Something you've seen? Anything that's got your goat? Oh, man. I have not. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I feel like I'm out of the loop here. <laughs> um, I'm putting you on the spot. You are. You are out of the loop, man. You've been drinking beers and looking at sand and chasing dolphins, man. No, nothing on nothing I can nothing I'm taking off the top of my head, man. I'm still waiting on that Edward FM two to hit the streets whenever those guys get around to it. I hear that's coming probably at the end of summer, so I'm kind of excited I heard about that one. Possibly Nats. They'll have it Nats. Oh, see? You could be standing in line, Whitey. If I were there. <laughs> oh, that's right. You won't be there. Oh yeah. wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time we did that. That means yeah. one of us is gonna have to stand in line. I might shoot you a text. Yep. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. We'll just take a lot of pictures and say, "Look well, how long hold on, hold on, I don't hold want on. to stand in that line." Hold on. I know the Triple P has got one of their their roaming correspondents in the UK here. <laughs> Loves to stand in line at Nats, especially the Edward. Uh, so uh, Jensen, yeah, that's we'll true. Just get, we'll and just the throw him are good some, at queuing. Yeah, we'll just throw him some cabbages. He'll be standing in line. He can, yeah. <laughs> Jensen, pick up three more. We got to queue up the queue up, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they do have one, I'll grab one for the uh, raffle, and I'll also grab one for the uh, Christmas uh, gift exchange. Oh, good, good, good call. No, I just did need see. to take one of our. I'm sorry, Phil. Just I'd take one of our uh, request letters and give it to them and see if they'll just do it out of the kindness of their heart for PaxCon. There, there you go. Ooh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll print nice. one off and carry it with me. There you go. Um, I saw too that ICM has a set of 135th scale U.S. or helicopter pilots to go along with their um, yeah their CH-54 kit. Yeah. So those are out there. I saw that too. Yep. Tim, I saw a uh, yeah I saw that um, Titan models announced uh, they they released some CAD renders that they've got for a uh, Vacform C5 Galaxy. In 72nd scale. That's going to be one big model. And uh, it's you got a lot lying. of three. The DT uh, detail parts are all going to be 3D printed. So uh, the, it looks like the fuselage wing tail. That's going to be vac form. Um, so, yeah, you're going, to, you're going to have to do a lot of sanding to get to the uh, the fun part. But Hold on. Um, Stop the presses here real quick. What? What? I don't get the popularity of the C5 Galaxy. And we're still waiting on a 148-scale P3 Orion. But we're going to crank out a 72-scale C5 Galaxy. <laughs> That's for all those Air Force guys. Uh, <laughs> man, nobody wants to build trash haulers. 
Oh. Oh. Well, you're right. going to get Fight some email on. with that one. Yeah. And, on. and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I that's just can't imagine good. the amount of, um, I mean, you're going to have to lay down some serious structural support in that. Thing, oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's going to, I mean, I, need... I would hope that's designed into the kit, like that they've got something, uh, a um, framing or something you can put in there. Well, if they're doing the, the 3D renderings, they should be able to provide a, um, as part of the, and hopefully Titan Models is listening to the podcast, hopefully they can provide as part of the, the package, if you will, in, on paper, here's how big you make the bulkheads. And if it needs a stringer or a spar, here's the, here's the dihedral you need. Yeah. or the the different angles and the size. And, you know, of course, uh, as most modelers, we would probably over-engineer it and double everything up, but that's fine as long as it stays together. Um, but, yeah, I could – and, of course, it's – the beauty is is we'd also have to figure out how to – how do you pop the wings off to be able to take this to a show? I mean, gee whiz. You know, it's, yeah, it, exactly. Holy I recall – um, Fine scale model, Paul Boyer, who's an expert with the 72 scale stuff. Yeah. Particularly yeah. the larger um, uh, subjects. And he, it was on the cover of one of the issues back in the, back in the early 90s, I, I would reckon. Yeah. Don't know who made the kit. But at the time, um, that new foam insulation in a can stuff come out, uh, great right. stuff or whatever. And I believe that's what he was using as a, um, he was like, oh, okay, I'll squirt this stuff inside as a support uh, means of, you know, Sounds like a good idea, but if you've ever used that stuff, it kind of expands a lot, a lot. And how do you gauge how much is is too much? And uh, I I want to say in the article you're talking about, you know, of course he's not, he wasn't just, you know, pulling the trigger and watching it run. He was he's taking his time and what you know playing with the stuff to see what it would do, and and right. it started splitting seam and all that kind of stuff. And you had to. You know, it was kind of a trial deal. Probably not the best thing to use for it unless you have some sort of formula down as to how much to put into X amount of space or whatever. And right, go ahead right. and determine that if you want to. Folks. Or if you've got a couple of holes like an intake or an exhaust where you can yeah, somewhere where you can in, let, and it, it just let it squirt out when it uh, fills and expands and then trim it all hope, off. But yeah. yeah, you and you hope that it, it goes in the direction you want it to go in. <laughs> That stuff's a mess to play with anyway, man. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! I I can think. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I've got vac forms and I I build one every year or so, and um, I don't mind building them, but uh, I can't imagine taking on a C five. Holy cow! That's just massive. The, the other thing I saw on the other end of the size spectrum, uh, a company called VFR Models released a three uh, D resin um, printed uh, Urcoop. It's a little uh, two seat. Um, uh, private, private aircraft that was from the, I think, 40s, 30s and 40s um, monoplane that was also used for, uh, uh, tra- as a trainer for some, some organizations, basic trainer. That's the only stuff I've seen. I mean, there's some stuff that was announced months ago and years ago that are being released, but yeah, um, nothing, no new announcements that I saw out there that, that looked interesting. Well, back forms. We talked about back canopies. We talked about back forms. I'm starting to think there's a sign there. I think we need to have a back form group build. I'm in. I'm in, man. I got. I what got a whole pack of them right here behind me. Look, look at Whitey shaking his head. No, 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 no. I've got two. First of all, he doesn't like group builds. 
and then you know to, to do vac form on top of that i've got a vac form kit sitting back there too nothing c5 size that's for sure i've got uh, one little uh what is it a um god naval Air- aircraft factory trainer the the, the bi-wing yeah i'll mess yeah, up which one uh, it's an n3 yellow pearl n- oh, oh the n3 yellow pearl. And, um yeah n3 yellow pearl tech tech one tech three yeah you can do either one with it um i don't know why the plane's always been attractive to me so yeah there you go see so you all right if I've, we do one i'll i'll do that one but i'm I've not committing got, uh, to anything yet i got the uh, martin baker mb5 i've had that for oh, man eight nine ten years now i guess but that'd be a cool one. Just need some some Spitfire parts and yeah, do it up. Yeah. It, it, nice. What scale is it? Forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. Forty eight. Yeah. You'd ha- yeah. You'd have to buy a buy a Spitfire kit to yeah. uh, cart it I, up. I've got a couple. Oh, yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So that aircraft um, seems like it'd be a perfect candidate for someone like Models Fit to do. You know how they've done a lot of these experimental kits in forty eight scale or these shorter run aircraft like the P fifty one H, the F eighty two. You know, that right. seems like something that would yeah. be great for them to do. Check, check model did a uh, 72nd scale kit. Mm-hmm. Did it in 72nd yeah, scale. Yeah, the MBs, uh, all of the uh, Martin Baker fighters have been done by somebody in 72nd scale. Yeah. Pretty Either cool resin stuff. or vac. Um, yeah, I, that's cool. I did see, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll think about the, uh, the vac form thing. I, I, I've always wanted to do one. Uh, they scare the hell out of me, but. You know, why not? Yeah. Why not give it a shot? Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Yeah. You'd be surprised at how once you get past the the prep, yep. um, it just goes together like a model. Just well, at that point, it's it's a limited run, short run kit. And yeah, I've uh, seen a lot of these built. Well, I've seen, I've seen a couple of these built, <laughs> this particular, and each one had a lot of filler. There was a lot of stuff to fill in. So I guess you get your body work practice, right? So yeah, you do. Yeah, you you can. You can. Some of them do need a lot of filler. Yeah. Um, switching gears just a little bit, I saw AK Interactive. They've got a new book out. The fifty six fighter group of World War Two. Yes, Have sir. Seen that? Yeah. Uh, I'll repeat. I'll the T. <laughs> Comes with uh, decal sheets. Two decal sheets from yep, Cartagena. Forty eight and seventy two scale. Yep. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah. Oh, All the nose art. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's at 244 pages. Um, and I mean, looking through the modeling news here, I'll put a link to uh, the website in the show notes for this. But, it's cool. It's cool, uh, too, because the, the ones that they did for that have never been done decal form before. Yeah. Oh, is cool. that right? Yep. And I'm, I'm a nose art fan, man. And some of these, these jugs here, no pun intended with uh then the nose art is just uh wicked cool wicked wicked cool so love the p47 yeah it's one of my favorites too yeah same here uh and then also res kit now res kit just announced on facebook they've got a lot of new stuff coming out they they do those periodic updates where they show but the one thing that that stuck out to me was their uh, 30 second scale australian f111 cockpit <laughs> Uh, is pretty cool. Uh, that's that's coming. I have uh, Alexei sent me a sample of the uh, U.S. Uh, kit and the detail, and I think I had it up there at High Tide Games for you guys to look at. But the detail on this thing is just wicked cool, man. Yeah, that was awesome. It's amazing. I, I love even it. on their even on their their cast pieces. Yeah, it's just amazing. 
I'm sorry, Tim. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm just interjecting. Hmm. So, I mean, that's, I did do a pretty exhaustive search. There's just not a lot going out right now. Um, but the stuff that has come out is pretty cool. pretty cool. I say that in aviation side. On the aviation side, there's not a lot coming out. There's a lot of tanks and oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of, just a, a ton of stuff. Uh, and I would su- suggest listeners out there, uh, go ahead and go to the modeling news. I think, yep, yeah, the modelingnews.com bookmark that place because it keep you updated on almost everything that's coming out. Um, I feel like we do kind of, um, you know, we certainly do miss <laughs> a lot of the other genres of modeling we, we, that, that are releasing stuff. And, and we and do our apologies, folks. We are airplane geeks, uh, essentially. So, um, I mean, now and again, I'll see something, um, or otherwise that I'll toss out here whenever I, when doing an update yeah. or, or, or what's a new out there in the street type of thing. But, um, admittedly when I'm scrolling through sites and whatnot, I'm looking to see what, I'm looking to see what the latest aircraft stuff is out there. Same here. And I mean, I could, yeah. I say I'm like frill in the beginning of the show, T-34, T-32, whatever it takes. I, I don't know. I don't know one tank from the other. You know, I could tell by the national insignia, it's not mine, <laughs> but that's yeah. about it. Uh, it's that they're all targets to me. Anyway. Well, it's funny. I was watching um, Fury the other night on TV and I noticed. Awesome. That, awesome flick. That Fury had a different gun muzzle than the other four tanks. And so I was like, I wonder why. So like any aircraft modeler does, I picked up my phone and I paged TJ. And I was like, <laughs> I paged TJ. <laughs> I'm watching of Fury for the umpteenth time. And why does it have a different gun? And of course, I got this response back that like you airplane guys. <laughs> and he said they just, they just had a 75 millimeter gun or something just to put into the, the tank platoons to as an anti-tank kind of thing and i was like oh so they just got the you know hey this year don't take this tank and he was like yeah pretty much so like, oh, so that was actually realistic i i would have assumed the answer would have been oh well you know unfortunately they used the tank they had <laughs> that's and, right uh, <laughs> which just happened to have this different gun on yeah it. kind of who's got a notice type of thing well remember yeah. the guy down at the air show frill the polish uh, tank crew yeah yep with the sherman and they were talking about the the gun barrel on it being painted white of course yep and yeah with that yeah and that was to disguise the fireflies so when the germans were looking they would just think it was oh it's a normal sherman but it wasn't it was a firefly and again i don't know what difference between a firefly and a normal sherman well i know a firefly had the 75 millimeter gun i believe wait wait oh wait you mean tanks tanks i was firefly okay Uh Fireflies are certainly lighter than Sherman's. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll cut that get, out. That was a here all week. Was that was here all week, folks. Yeah, here all week. <laughs> Tip your waiters and bar staff. <laughs> all right. All right. So moving on since I butchered that. Uh, <laughs> picking, pick, bro, you picking thing good up? No, let me go the reverse order here. Tim, you picked up anything good? Any, any new kits? Any new, uh, uh, well, uh, a couple of things besides the bases. Um, I, uh, you know, last Friday you were showing me the, uh, the, the book on the phantom that you had by, yeah, um, yeah Duke Hawkins, Duke Hawkins. And, uh, so I, I peed the T on the, uh, uh, the Mirage three book and, uh, that came, uh, earlier this week. And, and of course I've already, uh, digested every single photograph 
and caption right? and all the words. Oh yeah. I mean, it just, I couldn't believe it. It's absolutely amazing. I, I love the, uh, Mirage deltas. They're just beautiful aircraft. And, um, uh, now I've got something that can help motivate me to build more of those. There you go. I keep buying the kits, but you know, I end up getting distracted by the stuff. So now I've got a book that I can look at. And then I, uh, <clears throat> I bought a bunch of, uh, stuff from Barracuda, Barracuda cast or Barracuda cows, whatever these guys are called this week. But the, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Barracuda studios anyway, I mean, I, you know, positive side of here, this Barracuda studios, I bought, I bought a bunch of, uh, um, control columns for the one twenty fourth Spitfire that I've got. So I've got. They give you um, three different uh, control columns, and and what it is is each one is is um, offset just a little bit. You know, the, there's one that's perfectly vertical, and then the other two are offset just a little bit. So if you want to, you know, basically move the ailerons, you can. And uh, and then I bought two sets. One set is early. The other one's late. And the difference is, uh, um, is the switches that are on the, uh, the ring. And, uh, and it's a, uh, uh, because the, the early one, of course, had the 303 caliber with the, uh, um, 20 millimeter cannon. And then the later Mark nines had the 50 caliber machine guns with the 20 millimeter cannon. Mm -hmm. So the switch switchology was just a little bit different. And I think there, there may actually also be like a, bomb release on it or something i'm not quite sure i'd have to go look at the uh um look at my references and see what the details are but there's something on there that's a little bit different as well on the on the opposite side there's the the thumb thumb switch where you you trigger the guns and then there's the something on the other on the front side that that's different and, but i bought a whole what, what 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 scale is it 70 second scale 24th scale Oh, oh, 24 scale. Yeah, that's for the big, uh, the big uh, Airfix kit that I. Uh, all that right. I, I mean, it's a Spitfire. I'm going to get actually. Airfix releases a uh, 124th scale kit, um, modern kit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. I, I, I made that commitment ten years ago with the, uh, the Typhoon. He'll and, never uh, build it. Yeah, and I've got the. No, that's <laughs> not true. I've got it on my. It's actually on my short list of things I want to start, and. Um, uh, what does Tim and Frodo have in common? He'll never build it. <laughs> yeah, he'll never build it. Um, <laughs> but the uh, and then I got the Hellcat, which uh, I've already got. I've already figured out uh, uh, on that one. I've gotten as far as figuring out the paint scheme and the base. I just need to work with Bill and uh, come up with uh, and oh, let him make it instead of me making it. He'll get it. He'll get I know it he will. <laughs> I know he will. And then, uh, but I bought a bunch of uh, wheels. Um, uh, the, and the rest of the stuff I got from Barracuda studios is all the, uh, um, different wheel sets, seats, and, um, some props, prop and spinners for, uh, Spitfires. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff. I mean, and while I was there, I wanted the, uh, control columns anyway. And while I was there, it's like, you know what, I'll, I'll pick up all this other stuff too, to make the order kind of worth, uh, worth the price of shipping. And I think that's, yeah, that's all I bought. That's all I bought. Cool. Whitey, you're I, up. Uh, you I got? did come home to a mail call. Um, a couple of decal sheets from Caracal. Uh, I picked up his latest B-52 sheet, the G&H. Um, they have a Loring Air Force Base bird on there that I want to do. And also there's 
just kind of out of my wheelhouse a little bit. One one hundred and forty fourth scale C one thirty one Samaritan. Uh, Rodden makes a kit for that, so he does a nice sheet for that as well. That covers uh, both some Air National Guard stuff and uh, a Navy bird, Air Force uh, medical transport. Some some really nice uh, marking options on that sheet. Um, I've never seen that Rodden kit built up, or so anyone out there in the one forty fourth realm of things that can say yay or nay. If it's, well, it's the only game in town, apparently, probably. So, uh, but it's a cool complaint. I've always loved that twin engine, uh, you know, radial engine thing. That transport looks cool. So, I've actually flown in one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. What the yeah, Navy, well, the Navy called it a. They call it a C one thirty one, or they have an R designation on it. Oh, I'm they, sure that when they first got them, there was an R designation. Yeah, but when I wrote changed. it, it was it was a C one thirty one. I remember I was an ensign. Yeah. Uh, um, 89, I got to Norfolk with the Hawkeyes, and they still had one there uh, as the as the base bird. And, of course, it was, um, you know, me being an airplane nerd, it's down there, parked at Air Ops, and I got to go look at this thing. And got talking to some of the ground folks that worked on it, and they were civilian dudes. There weren't Navy uh, maintainers on it. And what they would, they would actually take rags with baby oil to shine it up. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, oh, wow, that's the trick, huh? <laughs> yep. yeah it was pretty cool a lot of work keeping a, a, a natural metal finish like that. that shiny holy cow yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah that's all i uh that's what i got out of uh spending my money very very cool what about you frillo well the only thing i picked up was the uh the new release of the take home pack home 135th scale MQ8 Bravo with blade fold set and the missiles. Yep. Yeah, I picked that up and uh, that's about it. Spree Brothers had it on pretty decent price, so I was like, all right, I'll grab it. Man, Gordon, he does throw some. Well, that wasn't a lightning deal, was it? No, it wasn't a lightning deal. He's got some pretty good lightning deals that pop up there every now and again. So check every morning the lightning deals. Um, I finally found my 32nd scale border model Lancaster nose. So I peed the T. I got to do that big Lancaster. You did the nose art edition. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. I don't know <laughs> yeah. where I would put a 32nd scale Lancaster because <laughs> looking at just the nose, I'm like, holy balls, that's going to be a big kid. Yeah, that's a big airplane. Yeah. Center of my TV room. Is that right? That's where that, you want it? That's where mine would be, yeah. <laughs> I'll settle yeah. for the 48 scale one, though. I'm not. Did not you ever get one of those? I know you were looking for one. Did yeah, you get I pitched, one? picked up the HK models. Uh, Mark, okay. uh, what's in a Mark 3 that they do? I think they do a Dam, Dam Buster version as well at this yeah. point. Yeah, I picked out one. Nice looking I think kit. So. Yeah, cool. Um, And then breaking outside of the uh, aviation theme, uh, I got into another group build. Damn you, Lucas C. That Porsche build. So I picked up. Actually, I went to Frontline Hobbies. Annette and I were up in Lynchburg, uh, Virginia. Uh, we made the trek over into Stanton uh, and stopped by. I saw Christian and company there at, uh, at Frontline. And, you know, I can't go into a hobby shop, uh, a brick and mortar, without buying something, uh, period. Uh, oh, yeah. It's like, got to keep them open. Rule. Yeah. Yep. It's the unwritten so, rule. I gotta that's say, right. that's, a, that's a rule, man. It is. 
No, it's a law. It's not even a rule. We will take your modeling card away if you don't. Um, but uh, I got myself a, a Tamiya Porsche 911, which is, you know, it's a curbside kit, so it's not a got to jump into and build and detail motors and all that stuff. But do it for the group build. It'll be fun. Um, main focus, though, next group builds, man. I got to get this damn Phantom done. I got to get it done for Nats. Nats. I'm staying away from group builds this year because yeah. it's 80, 80th anniversary of D-Day is coming up. And I, uh, oh, you did the same thing. I almost did admitted myself. The 30th. No, but I'm I, picking up what you're putting down. I, think I definitely want to do, like you mention. I want to <laughs> yep. do a C, the C47 with the, with the yep. paratroopers loading up. Uh, oh, so let's do a C47 group build. Uh, go ahead. You can want, I'm not, you know, all it'll just I'm be you is, and me. Why do why I need another group build? It doesn't have to be official, you know. We could you know, call it. Our, we, could, uh, we could call it a D Day Sig, and then we could. Oh, there you go. go. Crazy a Sig. <laughs> I, I got a trumpeter see. kid up there is just staring at me. Build our, me. Uh, build me. Our local VFW up here, they've got a really a really cool picture in one of their rooms where it's those guys, and they're um. You probably seen it where they're gearing up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The C forty seven parked behind them, and they got the Mohawks. Yeah. So I want to do something, you know, I know it's been done before by everybody, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be anything original, that's for sure. But uh, it's just, um, I don't know, that whole scene in the Band of Brothers is just my favorite yeah. when those guys are gearing up to go, man. Uh, I don't think any war movie fan out there can't deny that's a cool scene. Just yep. those guys loading up. Yeah, you know, that whole series, my favorite part of that whole series is when they were going through training and when they made the jump, when they were getting ready. Oh heck and yeah! When I first saw that, when that show came, out, I like turned the, t- the TV up, put the stereo on, you know, put the TV through the stereo, turned the <laughs> lights off, and all that stuff was going, you know, exploding. And man, that was so cool! It's been a while since I've read the book. I'm gonna have to read it again. You know, yeah, y'all, y'all see, uh, Masters of the Air is on the soon. forefront. It's coming yes, soon. It is, which is gonna be. Uh, it's the same uh, Tom Hanks and. Uh, uh, so was it Spielberg and all them directors yep. doing the same? Guy. Same, yep, that guy who is a model builder, by the way. Oh yep. yeah, hey, I hope he's listening. If you're listening, we'd love to have an interview. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Come on and talk to us, there, Mr. Spielberg. We, 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 we would love to have you. I won't, we won't even talk models. I mean, we won't even talk movies. Rather, we'll just we talk yeah, no movies. movies. No yep. movies, only models. Models, models only. In the Sunday little shindig y'all have, I want, I want no more. So. Hit us up. Yeah. Uh, contact at modelgeekspodcast.com. Thanks, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, modelers, have you ever struggled with how to display a contest winning model or a project you completed after many years of work? How about protecting a model you built for a veteran or a family member? Well, Basis by Bill has a solution. Their museum quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance that special model. Built by modelers for modelers, bases by built display cases are available for any type of model and for any size. Check out their website at basesbybuild.com to see their new range of Astro cases, available in 18 different sizes, or to get your own custom built display case quote. Use the code GEEKS at checkout to apply a 10% listener discount to your order. That code again is GEEKS for 10% off. Bases by Bill for all your display model case needs.
All right, so I mentioned nationals. Let's move back on over to uh, shows and contests. Uh, Nats, August 2nd through the 5th. We were just discussing that prior to the show. Uh, Whitey is not going to join us because we're going to take this card away. Because <laughs> I'm There's broke, not, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, the rest of the geeks will be there. I'm driving with El Presidente. Uh, two-day trip another one we did that to nats last year it was a good time gonna have a Real. full truck yeah man. Well, i mean i mean we got gonna have to get yeah. a little u-haul coming home oh man we might we, uh, <laughs> um well i've got I, I i'm taking all the group build uh kits mm-hmm. um you know from the club here and uh, uh and of course a couple of guys that uh otherwise can't make nationals have asked me to take their models for other group builds so yeah sure you know it'll if it fits it ships you know that's kind of the, that's right the way i look at it and um you know all, all i'm asking them to do is you know you got to box it up because i can't box it now the uh, you know all the the japanese kits that we're doing i'll i'll try and box what i can um because i've got a number of containers for it but man it's going to be yeah the truck's going to be full because we've got all the geek stuff too right yeah yeah i'm going to consolidate that down so well, oh, well okay. I think I think we can make it work. Oh, we're definitely going to make it work. Needed to add a P three to that. A P three? Uh, what? Whoa! Oh. You mean a built one? What's that? No. A built one? Yes. Well, okay, that's late it. breaking news. No, I, I thinking, asked you like last time, and you, you were did. Like, yeah, that's fine. yeah, you told me just to pack it up, and I was like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to pack it up. Oh yeah, yeah, I will. All right, yeah. Don't don't use a uh, mattress uh, box. And have a bunch of empty space in it. You know, you got to make it fit, dude. Yeah. Oh, it'll fit. I got you. Yeah, man. Little, little kind of sea story related. You know, when you just said that, you know, it, it reminded me of this. You remember when you would be pre-flighting a bird and you got to take it from here to there and you just got in your head. You, you know what your, you know what your fuel load is. You know what you're doing. You know it's going in the back end. And all of a sudden, supply shows up with a van at the bottom of the ladder with like, yeah, boxes of parts and, Fr- and everything Fr- else. You're like Frills doing that to us right now. Now you're waiting yeah, balance. You're, you're, <laughs> you're waiting balance that you've yeah. already worked out in your head, and you're, the way that you're gonna do the load in the back end is you already envisioned it all before it's all even happened. But now yeah. this guy comes along. I said something to you weeks ago. No, I did. Then, then I did. that Tim guy, said, that guy comes. Bro. And then Tim says, as long as it's packed up, yeah, like it, it will be. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why we didn't have a loadmaster qual as well. That's what we were. <laughs> we, we we did the job. <laughs> I used to put the another sea story. I used to put the two rats and the NFOs all their crap in the Bombay, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> well, no, because when you go like when you go on deployment, they would stick the luggage rack. They call it the luggage rack, and it was just like a big pallet. They would click into the uh, racks in the Bombay. And that's right. where you take like your oil, your hydraulic fluid, that kind of stuff, and uh, bags and stuff too. And I'll be damned if my stuff was going to go in there. Why? You know, because hey, he's EFE. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Tubes of frozen toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tubes of frozen toothpaste. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. I like the self-loading baggage guys. Their stuff went in there. Gotcha. Yeah, when like the pilots and the FEs. And the IFT, our stuff went on the airplane, and everybody else's stuff. If it fit, it shipped. If not, it went nice. to Bombay. Very cool. Well, that said, where were we? We're talking about nationals. Yeah. So that said, <laughs> uh, that said, Tim and I are driving, <laughs> and we're carrying all your stuff. <laughs> Just <laughs> but, one uh, thing. 
One, yeah, it, yeah, one, one thing, thing, a P3, one yeah. thing. I'm yeah. carrying my own um, Japanese 900 build. Oh, you're so. going to carry your own? I am, yeah. Oh, okay. Because cool. well, it's super tiny. It is. <laughs> Fit that in your shirt pocket. Yeah, probably could. All right, for listeners, Nats, August 2nd through the 5th, San Marcos, Texas. We're all going to be there. Probably be arguing the way we are now. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Hope to see you there. Um, yeah. uh, we also uh, have PinCon coming up in September in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. That's always a good show. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to getting up there and supporting uh, Dana and crew and uh, the IPMS uh, uh, PA guys and and having a good time. And then uh, last but certainly not least for us is PaxCon 23. And Tim, El Presidente, I will pass that over to you for a PaxCon update. Thank you, Darren. Um, let's see. I, uh, I'm not sure if we updated this the last meeting, but our last uh, show, but the awards are paid for. Um, they are, uh, I think they're either inbound or already at uh, Samo Nemo's uh, place. And uh, if, if that's the case, then they're in. Um, I got the uh, judges feedback notes completed. And, um, so if, if, uh, modelers don't realize that, I think, I think we posted something up on uh, Facebook, but, um, yeah, it's basically, in the model shack. yeah. in the model shack. So they, every time, every form that's on the table with a model, um, the judges are going to just provide a little sticky note with some information that says, uh, here's some things I found, um, and, um, uh, that to help the modeler come up with a better model the next time. Cause I, it's one of the things we don't see much of where there's always feedback face to face, but sometimes um, where all you're really looking for is just a validation of, well, I think I know where my warts are. Did the judge see those warts or did he see something else? And um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we've got plenty of, um, Oh, and the other thing is uh, uh, the forms for registration should be up on the website. So if anybody wants to download the forms, fill them out. Uh, they can. The thing to remember is you want to do that, fill them out so that you're ready. When you walk in, you're handing, uh, you're handing your money over to the, um, the nice guy at the uh, front table there and you're uh, filling out and you're handing him your forms and you're ready to go as opposed to um, him telling you, here's the forms. You walk over to this other table and sit there and fill them out um, yeah, while we take pain. the next go. It's a pain in the hindsight Big pain for sure. In the, yeah. Big pain. Those are editable editable forms. So if you've got a computer, you can easily just uh, fill it in, hit the print button, and go. That's right. Yeah. Still got a few vendor tables uh, left over and um, need to get those uh, sold. And then we've got, uh, we need more award sponsors. Um, and, and for folks that don't realize that it's the, um, the rental of the vendor tables and the uh, uh, award sponsorships uh, are what pay for a show a local show like this. And, um, you know, we, between that and the, and assuming we get the number of people we expect to show up. So there's the trifecta there that if those three things happen, then, um, it pays for the show. And if it doesn't, uh, if one of those things falters, you know, like we don't rent all the vendor tables or we don't uh, get all the award sponsorships, then, uh, we have to hope that we get enough people walk through the door to cover it. And, um, yeah, so we got to. So, uh, so Tim, could you let the listeners know a little bit? We have uh, uh, three levels. Of, well, we have 
multiple levels of sponsorship. multiple levels, but we do have a gold, silver, and uh, bronze. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah. So there's two different kinds. You can sponsor awards, um, where you're sponsoring a basic award package or a special award, and um, that's so that's a if you want to sponsor a special award, that's one of the off the top of my head, 17 different award packages um, that are, um, you know, best aircraft, best ship, best, you name it. And um, um, the the other kinds of sponsorship you can do is, is of course, just the general um, buying a gold, silver, and bronze coin uh, that covers the, uh, and it's actually a handful of coins. I think it's about four or five that you pay for that, um, uh, covers the, um, the basic awards. So if somebody right. goes in and they enter in as an aircraft and they, they win a gold for that or a, or a bronze, it, it helps pay for that. Now, the other kind of sponsorship that Darren was alluding to the gold, silver, bronze are the three tiers of sponsoring the show. If it, you just want to pay, throw some money at the show and um, help to offset those other kind of areas where we don't necessarily get enough award sponsorships sold, or we don't necessarily sell all the tables. Um, we have a gold, silver, and bronze. Uh, and of course, if, uh, if, if you're um, uh, a big enough money bags and you want to put out there that you're a, a gold sponsor of the uh, show, then um, we'll, we'll put your name on the website. Um, if, if you don't mind, um, we'll put a link to your website. If you're an organization, a corporation company, you name it, uh, we'll put a link to your, uh, your organization on there and, um, uh, and make sure that you get announced multiple times during the show that you're a gold sponsor of the show. Um, so that you can certainly do those. That's all available online. You can go online and just pay there. Um, and, uh, it'll, you can either use a card or you can use PayPal, and um, uh, it'll it'll send the money to the the club, and then we'll use that to to pay for the show. Yeah, model geeks are a gold sponsor. Uh, just haven't done it into the uh, the old PayPal yet, but we will. We'll get to the All website right. and do that. If uh, any Thank any you. of y'all out there are uh, interested, please. Uh, uh, or and if you have questions, just hit us oh, over yeah. at, at contact at modelgeekspodcast dot com. Uh, we'll put you in contact, uh, direct contact with El Presidente here, uh, yeah. and uh, we can we can get those questions answered for you. But we are looking for sponsors for the show, and uh, any help is greatly appreciated. It really is. So, yep. Uh, Thanks. Darren. Anything else, Tim? Or are we? Uh, no, we that's it with, with the PaxCon for PaxCon. Yeah, that's a good uh, update. I did want to uh, ask Whitey about the uh, decals. Uh, has there been any movement on it? I don't know if the 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 uh, uh, listeners know, especially local area guys, that we got to have decals for uh, PaxCon, right? So did you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, artwork has been finalized between uh, myself and Chris Meddings from Inside the Armor, shooting emails back and forth. And uh, ultimately, El Presidente here gave us the thumbs up, said, yep, looks good, let's do them. And the files have been sent off to uh, DecoGraph. In Ukraine, they're going to do the printing for us, of course. And, uh, you know, Godspeed to those folks there. Hope all is well yeah, with man. them. And uh, so that's that's really all we're waiting back to hear from um, is, uh, you know, when they'll be ready. And um, I'll be, you know, corresponding with them as far as uh, making the payment to them and, and things like that, too, to, to get them uh, supported. 
Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, it's, that's great that we're in my hat's off to Chris for reaching out to those folks and, uh, and making that happen for us. It's uh, that's really cool to be able on our first show to offer, you know, decal sheets with the uh, registration. That's just that's just cool stuff. So. Hey, modelers, Furball Jeff here. Are you tired of boring, underperforming or inaccurate decals that just plain suck? Not to worry. Furball Aero Design has you covered. We have an extensive lineup of ultra-high-quality aircraft decals covering U.S. military aircraft subjects from World War II to the present day. Our extensively researched decal sets are printed to the hobby industry's highest quality standard by Cartograph of Italy. Only Cartograph can capture minute details with stunning fidelity. The colors on our sets are printed to match U.S. federal standard colors for maximum accuracy. Every furball set has numerous options, and include lavishly illustrated detailed placement guides. Our decals have minimal carrier film and will give the markings on your model that painted-on look. So if you're ready to take your build to the next level, check out our website at furballarrow-design.com. That's furballarrow-design.com. And now, back to the geeks. All right. So uh, moving on over to Hobby Shop shout-outs. We need to make... A correction. And I believe it was uh, Brent who uh, hit us up with the uh, Hobby Shop shout out last week. Uh, it was uh, Wings, Wheels, and Waves uh, is the Hobby Shop that he had shot over here. And I uh, uh, just want to uh, pass that along. Uh, we own our mistakes, right? We call out people all the time, like Frill and his rivets over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there we go. Uh, to, uh, this episode's Hobby Shop shout-out comes from our good friend Derek Post, uh, a.k.a. airline pilot extraordinaire floating around the country. He's going to go a lot of good hobby shops. But he uh, he says he's visited this place a couple times. He visited again today. It's called The Hobby Shop at 200 Main Street in Ames, Iowa, just outside of Des Moines, about 20 minutes north. Um, Old school, and he says it is run continuously for seventy four years. Wow, that's, that's a long time. That's, that's a long wicked, time. wicked cool. Seventy four years. It's got to be some sort of record in this country for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah really. I mean, I that, that's like it, it, one of the first ten model shops in this country. It's got to be. Yeah. So now he says continuously run. So it's not same ownership right now. Mike Templeton sure, uh, yeah. I guess owns yeah. the place, but that's right. Uh, but under continuously run uh, for 74 years. That's just a, it's incredible. I mean, when you're that old, you can use a name like the hobby shop. You're damn right. You can. Cause you, uh, you may have been the only one in the country at the time. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Derek says that, uh, he, he the, this uh, Mike Templeton's got a great attitude. He says, when asking him about Gundam, he said, uh, if it's plastic, people can build it. That's right. There you go, man. I love that. Uh, great selection of the paint, supplies, plastic models of all types, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just a great store owned by a great guy. So he's asked us to help. Please spread the wor- word. If uh, you're ever through Ames or you're in Des Moines, Iowa, or you're in the Des Moines, Iowa area, uh, Hit up the hobby shop uh, and go sell, see Mike and tell him that uh, the geek sent you. Uh, hey, we said earlier that it's a law, right? If you 
come across a brick and mortar hobby shop, you got to buy something. Got to try make yep, it happen. It's the law. So there you go. That's our uh, hobby shop shout out for this week. Stickers uh, inbound to the to the hobby shop. Stickers inbound. Oh yeah, there you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you gonna send some to them? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Wicked, wicked. Two hundred Main Street. <laughs> Got it. Uh, let's see. Tool and tip of the week. We talked about that, and that's a Rosa Riveter. Yep. Yep. You were using that again just a few minutes ago. So I was. We were on yeah. a break. Yep. There you go. There's your uh, tool tip of the week. The Rosie Riveter. Check it out. Uh, YouTube that stuff. There's a lot of videos out there on how to use it. Um, and that is going to bring us to everybody's favorite mail call. Mail <laughs> uh, call. There you go. Uh, the mailbag is a little light, but that's okay. That's okay. Dar- Darren, would you like me to write you an, an email? Please. Okay. Please. And, and put, say, dear Darren on there. Don't say, hey, geeks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. Send everything to a frill. He's got the next episode. All right. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're not going to be here, are you? Nope. I will be in Iceland. <clears throat> that's right. Send everything to Scott. He's got the uh, the next episode, so he can. Uh, Is he going to be able to do it from Jack? He'll be back. Yeah, oh, he he'll will. be back. Yeah, he comes yep. back like uh, July fifth. Yeah, that'll be good. There we yeah. go. So, uh, so moving into the mailbag. Uh, the first one I'll start here is from a gentleman by the name of How do we say the pronunciation was Tim Prenay? Prenay. Prenay. Yep, from uh now that that's assuming that's assuming that the internet is correct when we right. looked it up and said that's right. okay, I want to make sure I pronounce this guy's name properly. Yeah. Um so m- mucho uh, apologies um yeah, if we got if, that if we, wrong. Yeah, if we got your name wrong. Yeah. Um well, Pranay is from he's 23 years old. He's from Mumbai, um, Mumbai India. And he says he started building 10 years ago. So 13 with the airfix kit starter kits. Yep. You know, that's, I've seen that more than one time. Uh, I've seen it once. I've seen it like a thousand. Those little yeah. airfix starter kits are like, they're the crack to get them and hook, hooked in. Right. So, they're awesome stuff. Yeah. It is awesome stuff. So this is, uh, he was uh, inspired by his dad. I'm sure, you know, go back to episode one. I think most of us said that we were kind of inspired by, uh, that father figure. He's been listening to us since uh, 21, um, and he didn't finish any kits to the final year. Oh, he went to, so he went to the University of Westminster in London, finally graduated in February, and managed to build the Edward 148 MiG-21, his first of 23. Uh, I sent pictures to you guys of his MiG-21. Did y'all get a chance to look at those? I thought they were pretty impressive, man. I did. Very good. Amazing job. You can't tell that's like his only like his very few ones, you know, like one of his. Well, especially, yeah, it, it, I mean, makes it sound like he took a break while he was uh, university. So if the, uh, you know, if this is the kind of work he does after he takes a break, um, holy cow, you know, with a little bit of uh, muscle memory going and, um, you know, regular building. Yeah. It's going to be impressive. I mean, it's already impressive. I, 
I love it. I love the way this his uh, MIG looks. It's beautiful. I've got five of those kits and haven't built the one yet. <laughs> this needs to be your inspiration. There it is. He's got some stickers in the mail to him as well. The slow boat to Mumbai. They're coming. Um, because he, he hit us up last month, uh, on a, with an email and s- sent some other photos of his work and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. real nice work with the, especially with the, those MiG 21s. Uh, he's got a lot of Indian Air Force MiG 21s and they look, uh, they all look great. Him and Justin could have good conversations for a while about those. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Beautiful cockpit. I like the, the, uh, the detail. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Oh, the chipping around by the by the engine, the burner can too looked mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I assume that was because of the heat from the uh, burner. It would uh, cause the paint to come off. I, I don't know much about MIGs, but um, the uh, it's an absolutely beautiful model. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks, Pranay, for writing in. Uh, it's good to see uh, the young the young ones coming back into the hobby. Um, the MIG is certainly a really nice piece. Well done. And, uh, yeah, thanks for writing in and, uh, look, look forward to hearing from you again. Uh, I don't know if you are, but if you are not, please become a member of the Model Geeks Model Shack over on Facebook and, uh, show your work. Let's, uh, let's get out there to everybody. We get a lot of requests there daily. Yes. Yep. It's getting to traffic's getting pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Um, Okay, the, the, the next email I want to talk about real quick was from uh, Brian Miller, uh, and he says, thanks uh, for the last podcast. He says, uh, too many take this uh, the, the hobby itself uh, a little too seriously. Um, he thinks that the best part of the hobby are the people itself, and I, I agree. Uh, I know that here, oh, man, was it been? When we start doing the grumpy uh, group bills or the uh, – nerd nights that we would do like over at your place, Tim or fences or, you know, what's it been about five years ago? I guess we started yeah, doing that. Probably closer to seven or eight. Really? Is it that long? Yeah. I did yeah. for a long time. Yeah, you know, we try, try, trying to make the hobby social because I agree. I think that the people are the best part. And that's one of the things I love about hanging out on Fridays up at, you know, the, the game store yeah. up at high tide games. Yeah, it's that's just a good time. Having a beer and shooting the stuff about, you know, uh, plastic and, models and hell sometimes i'm gonna build i know i don't build i do more socializing i do build it when i'm there but that's what it's all about so people um but he also thinks that the worst part of the hobby are people and i get that point too yeah he's got a point you know i get that point too uh he said and i don't know that i've ever seen this but he says he's seen models in the trash at nats people arguing with judges i have seen people argue with judges yeah i've I've seen seen people argue with judges yeah, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, Chris Dirks, but yeah, I've uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm oh, kidding, and he you, knows it. You owe Chris a uh, beer of now. Of course, you know, hey, that's my that's my roommate. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Sleep with one eye open, Frodo. Yeah, hey, I got the, uh, I got the FBI in my room. What could go wrong? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, Former. Anyway, FBI. he says he's heard very nasty comments about. Uh, other builds and you know i I have heard that too that's the worst Uh, part of that email when i saw that i was like yeah man if you're at a show because the i mean not to 
I kind of did jump on your back there, but you know, because he follows that up with like, you know, that just what if that what if that person hears it? He ain't coming back to his show. He's gonna think we're all a bunch of. He's gonna think the we're a bunch of jerks. Um, and you know, man, just don't do that, folks. Yeah, if if you're gonna if you're gonna trash a model, you know, trash a modeler because that's what you're doing is you're trashing a modeler. Do it in private. You know, go to your hotel room, swear at the mirror all you want. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, but not out on the modeling floor. I could tell you right now, if I heard somebody doing that, I'd have to go back to one of my favorite Christmas, National Lampoon Christmas vacation quotes is, I need to take you out back and beat you with a cane pole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't need yep. to be doing that. It's just yeah, no room just, for that. You know, yeah. have, have, so, some, have some courtesy. Um, Anyway, I, you know, I know where Brian's going with this email and, uh, I, I agree, uh, wholeheartedly. Um, you know, he talks a little bit about, uh, the wake on his, uh, ship model that he had at Nats and it was his first time doing water. Of course, if he took third, uh, you know, that's, that's wicked. And I know exactly where he's coming from. I've seen people say, oh, that market's well, wrong right. or that's that seam right. line's not supposed to be there or whatever. And in the kit win, you know, first, second, third. So, you know, people are just people. And you're right. It could be the best part of the hobby. It could be the worst part of the hobby. Um, I don't know. You guys out there, what are y'all going to be? The uh, the good part or the bad part? I know where I want to be. Yep. I know where I want to be. All right. Save the best for last here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do remember this conversation. I was not in the... uh the episode but i remember the conversation and uh this one comes from roger newman in brisbane australia uh and he writes in and it basically says he's been doing a lot of the, the rounds of the various scale model podcasts and recently been binge watching uh the model geeks uh he thinks it's right up his alley right up his street he, he it's a great mix of modeling information and banner and that's what we like with like keeping it conversational and just having a good time but uh he moves on to what he calls more serious matters. And he was left after, I believe it's the last episode question, uh, why it was such an amusing and bad idea to call the EA 18 G a growler. Now remember Rogers in Australia. So there's a little bit of a language barrier, not too much, but yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. So, uh, he, uh, went on to what he calls Dr. Google. Well, to hey, verify hey, before you do that, though, so Darren, what you're you're the Hornet guy? Yeah. What what is the origin? I am not a growler guy, and I'm a legacy Hornet guy, so I'm not even going to try and touch. So you don't remember what the no. uh, growler? I don't. I don't. No. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. But, so uh, as I under as, as I understand it, and um, it, is that it originated with the E18G was replacing the. EA6B Prowler, right. Right, right? Which was called a Prowler. And because it was a G, they went growler. The guys decide to call it a growler. Now, it, it could be as simple as that, or I could be way out in left field. Yeah. And if there's any uh, growler guys out there, growler modelers that know the answer, send us a note as to what it really is. Yeah. But now, Let's let's continue the yeah yeah so <laughs> the mailbag so so he reaches on over to the Doctor Google using American slang growler 
And he says, imagine my surprise when I discovered what a growler and slang dictionary is. How wrong was I, you Navy guys? <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a family show, so we're not going to go uh, too deep into the slang. So we can let you know the folks out there either wonder look it up themselves. or they can go, go to Dr. Google and look it up. So uh, There's actually a clean variant yeah, and a not so clean variant yeah. of the answer. So yeah. we'll leave it at that. Off to the listeners. So uh, he says, best wishes and continued success and good luck with PaxCon. Uh, almost uh, almost wish I could be there. He almost wish. Yeah, almost. No, I wish you could, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I all the way, I, I all the way wish you could. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, uh, Roger, thanks for the, uh, the email. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the emails. Uh, uh, you know, thanks for writing in and dropping us a line um on facebook i like hearing from all you guys out there so please hit us up uh if you have a question show idea or just want to say you're tuning in please feel free to toss us a message at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or drop us a note like i said on the facebook page or through facebook messenger so okay moving on and on to our main topic for tonight um, Tim and Frill and I had the opportunity to sit down with Bill Weston and Christian from, uh, basis by bill. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, Whitey, uh, unfortunately he was, had his toes in the sand off, uh, enjoying his pina coladas or whatever it was over there and had a couple. Um, yep. And Scott, you know, chasing alligators and golf balls. So, uh, the three of us hit it off, and man, we had a really great conversation uh, with those guys. Uh, and without further uh, delay, here's the interview. Enjoy, and uh, we'll be back right after. Okay, geeks, here we go into the main topic uh, for today. Uh, we are fortunate to have with us uh, Bill and Wes Weed Award. And uh, Kristen Gurney of Bases by Bill. Uh, guys, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Uh, Good morning. Welcome to episode 29 or 59. 29. Oh, I'm regressing. Good morning. Thanks for having Good us. We, we really enjoy this. Thank you. Yeah, no, our pleasure for sure. Um, so I think when we kick this off, I'm just going to kind of toss it over to you, Bill, kind of introduce your crew. Uh, tell us a little bit about Bases by Bill. Let the listeners know what you're about. All right, sure. Uh, uh, my son and I, uh, when he was young, we, uh, uh, I thought, well, let's, you know, I used to model and stuff. And uh, when he got a little bit older, I thought, well, you know, it'd be kind of nice to get into a club nearby. And so we, I, we sought out some people in Madison, got into the club and got involved and everybody was modeling. And, you know, I, I, I was a woodworker pretty much. Uh, most of my life too uh you know when you when they used to have industrial arts in in high school uh all yep. the tools so uh i thought you know I, I enjoy modeling really do you know you're building stuff from scratch but i really i really enjoy woodworking too you probably even a little more so i thought there's got to be a way to 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 marry these two things together so I I don't know. The first thing I think I built was a Balkan cruise where I pieced it together 
and flattened it and stained it and brought it to a meeting. I think this was six years ago in February. And everybody thought, man, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty that's something, um, you know, that would be a wonderful way to display a fox wolf or something on it. You know, so I thought, well, you know, OK, let's let's do some more. So you, you, it just it just started from there. Um, just coming up with ideas on ways to display a model on top of a, a base. Uh, as uh, Weston kind of Weston was kind of watching from the sidelines and thought, you know, there's there's things there's other things we can do. You know, let's uh, let's let's get a laser. What you know, a laser would really help with, you know, getting getting text and things on it. So we got the yep. laser, and then uh, 3D printer, uh, CNC machine, bigger laser. Then we got a bigger laser, and uh, uh, we got different woodworking tools and uh you know and, and weston kept saying well you know dad we really should make display cases you know and i thought nah, i, I don't want to what are we how are we going to cut plexi i i fought yeah. it until until you know well, we, whatever we make it's got to be able to be broken down so i designed the the titanic case the big one so that it can be shipped broken down and you know disassembled and easily assembled by by the customer. So it's it's just been a string of of ideas, trial and error, um seeing if 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 customers are interested in, in these kinds of things. And yeah, there's plenty of things that we've tried that yeah, this this didn't work out. We we'll we'll drop that. But but I would say a, a lot of what we have tried. There's there is a segment of the modeling community that you know that's 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 a great way to display this, and uh, so it it's it, it's just more from there where we where the three of us we we come up with different ideas along yeah. the way, and we brought Christian in. Um, I don't. I think we were two or three years in at that time. And we wanted to get our website set up and we, we wanted to get a, you know, a shipping, a shipping system set up, you know, a billing or invoicing set up. So Christian pretty much took care of that where we got onto Shopify and, and got our products listed, got the website fixed up and, uh, and, and, and take, he takes care of advertising to getting, uh, uh, you know, you know, the, the different podcasts to, and, uh, I think we're on scale mates, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so all three of us together, um, you know, again, we're all modelers. So, you know, we, there's, there's plenty of different ideas that we come up with. And of course we want to hear, hear, uh, uh, from, from customers, from, from, uh, um, you know, anybody it it's, it's custom bases by bases by bill. So yeah, much of what we do is custom. Somebody gives us an idea and, uh, you know, we just decide this, you know, this is how we can accomplish it. Um, you know, we, we can, we can add the paint, we can add color, uh, trim. If you have an artifact you want to put on it, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy this last year too. Now with, uh, we're starting to do, uh, a, a lot of awards for contests. I see that. And that's, and that's a very hard deadline. So it's, it's not something where, you know, I'm, you're, you're kind of pushing the football down the field, you know, but, but 
you know, most of the time we do them year after year. We, we have a system for it and, uh, and, and they let us know ahead of time and yeah, it's working yeah. out good. I think, uh, that custom, uh, that word custom is important. I don't think a lot of people understand that. Uh, I know that we have so- several folks in our, our local club here that have ordered from you. And as a matter of fact, uh, every Friday we have a little build get together, uh, at our meeting place. And, uh, one of our, our good friends, Paul had popped in there and said that I told him we were doing this today. He's like, Oh, I've been working with, with Bill and Weston on, uh, on my base for my Spitfire. And we've gone back and forth like four five, six times. And that's key. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the customers realize uh, the, the custom side of this. Uh, and I think that's really something that makes you guys unique over uh, the others. You know? Well, and that's, that's part of the challenge for yeah. marketing too, in that um, you, you're able to do anything. But how do you communicate something to the customer? Not everybody's going sure. to have ideas. So one of the things that we've done is we productize just about anything we make to put into the Shopify store. Not so much with the idea that it's actually going to be a product that people are going mm-hmm. to order, but it gets it into the Google machine. Yep. And so particularly with the painted bases and the various units and like, Bill referred to a case as the Titanic case. Well, when we first started building uh, display cases, you know, we had them in all different sizes. And they just, they were doing okay, but we were looking for something to make, to try to get more interest. And we came up with the idea of basically listing the cases for the ships that they are Mm -hmm. made for. They're just different dimensions. There's really nothing different about them. But on the website, we started with the one two hundredths Trumpeter Titanic, built a case for that or a, a listing for that. We discovered that the Titanic made by Lego is a hugely popular mm-hmm. thing. Um, you actually would spend more for that kit than you would for the Trumpeter kit, even if you added photo That's crazy, isn't to it. it. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's uh, the same size. That's been a very strong product. And then we've just kind of over time gone through the one two hundred scale kits. And people come to us and say, "Oh, I really want to get your uh, display case for the hood." And then what we do is Bill will speak to them and make sure that we are building to the right dimensions. How are they displaying it? Are they putting other pieces in there? Would they like to have other pieces like the ship's crest Mm -hmm. or um, a Royal Navy ensign etched into the the base? So that's really been one of the things that we've been able to do. And as we create more painted bases, we've done that. We've added this idea of a custom size. You know, oftentimes people refer to tank on a plank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we've done there is we've made it, you can order it four by four to 30 by 30 and we'll laser etch the unit or the vignette or whatever on there. And that's really popular because you can get exactly Mm -hmm. what you want. You're not limited to picture frames from target. Um, And the same is true for figure or figure plinth bases. You can set the three dimensions up to a top size and those are proven to be a popular as well because we're letting the the modeler decide and you know all three of us are modelers uh we're related by family bill's mm-hmm. my uncle on my mother's side so um in fact 
I would say he's probably the person that got me into scale modeling back in the day. I left and came back, and now I currently am building of the three of us. I think I'm probably the most active. <laughs> You're the only one building out of the three of us, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm currently on a Spitfire Jag. So um, anyways. Um, and so, yeah, the custom part, we've had, we've had one customer. We're going to call him out because he is an amazing modeler. And that's Frank mm-hmm. Avila. Is that yeah. Avila is his last name? And he's he's come to Bill, and he's asked for bases that are have the sides cut out or things so that he can model the terrain for his 135th scale mm-hmm. armor in there. And the stuff he is doing with that is, it's all, we, we repost those bases, and then he sends his photos, and we've posted those. Um, the stuff he's really? doing is amazing. And, and really what we're doing is, you know, we've all seen Uncle Night Shift do the stuff with the different bases and the, and the terrain there, but we can make it. So it's a little bit more finished. Plus we can put detail on the side that explains the scene either etched or etched with paint. So he's, he's just gone crazy. He's ordered several things from us and everything that he has done. It just really sets yeah, off. Those his are one sixteenth so, scale. One sixteen. Where can we yeah. find, uh, the, those photos of of his work you said you've posted those is there some place we can uh so we put it yeah. in show notes for a on fa- we have a facebook page mm-hmm. basis by bill okay i didn't know if you had posted them on the uh the website or not so they're on the facebook page now what's interesting in modeling is it seems like facebook is the place oh, yeah, right you guys got the geek shack oh, yeah. there's a lot of activity there the other podcasters have got their their sections yeah. Um, detail and scales got theirs which i participate in we've got one for um final cutters which i'm active in i do a lot of that to make mm-hmm. my own masks so i don't have to deal with the edward decals um which perplex me so i just do paint masks. yeah uh you're, you're absolutely correct facebook is like it's becoming the uh the buckies or the wawas of, of yeah. the of the uh the retail store industry is the center of the universe. <laughs> exactly. They're, I think that's particularly strong oh, for man. scale modeling, given the age demographic. Um, that's what people are comfortable with. Yes, there are other platforms, but I don't know. I'm not interested yeah. in TikTok. No, I hear you. It's it's funny because Tim and I've had this conversation yeah. several different yeah. times. I, I actually owned the Grumpy Old Scale Modeler Facebook group, uh, and we had discussed it sometime trying to take that uh, to the web to the interwebs itself and do a forum. And we find that nobody was really liking that idea. They just wanted that Facebook interface. Uh, they yep. like it. So it's uh so yeah, the custom part's very important and we've done all sorts of custom things. You know, a display case is a unique thing. It's not just for ships, but if you've ever built something for somebody like a former no. service member or a family member, and you present it to the either the family or the family member, and they really appreciate it. That's great. But now, what happens in the future? If you make a simple, if you get a simple case and put that piece, that aircraft, let's say it's an F four, and you put it in there, and you've got the unit and the time frame and the person's rank and that sort of thing. Now you have something that the family can pass down, pass along. Otherwise. 
you know, the cat's going to get at it. It gets all full of dust. Yeah. It's hard to put all of that extra information into the model itself, right? Yeah, this is Uncle Harry's F4, flew off the Oriskany, you know, that sort of thing. And that then makes it, you've done something special, but it's something that's going to stay with the family or stay available and, and, you know, in pretty good shape Mm -hmm. through the years. And um, I think that's one aspect of, of display cases that, we like to emphasize for people. So that's, you know, sometimes we do it for other things, unit decoration or personal decorations. There's all sorts of things that we can do it for. We, we have that capability. So custom is, uh, you know, we try to emphasize that without trying to boil right, the ocean. Right. right? <laughs> so. uh, another one, uh, uh, another term I like is, is attention to detail. And that's something I've noticed in y'all's products. And, and for, I'll just use the Titanic case for the uh, Lego uh, Titanic. Uh, just bringing those pictures up a little earlier. Down to the corner, the brass, the brass pieces on the corner. So it's little ornate brass pieces. It's those little details that I think stand out. Uh, it's just it's just a perfect touch. I don't ever see anything that's overdone. It just seems to be just right, if you will. And then and then where y'all are pushing the industry to, and I'll, I'll kind of <clears> go over to the Kwanzaa Hut type case. No one's doing that bent, that curved acrylic like that in in cases. Uh, and I think that for for displaying a World War II aircraft that might be sitting in a Kwanzaa hangar or something, I think that's just genius. It just looks great. So. They're they're a they're a process to make, but uh, to get that bent the the bent rod, it takes three days just to do one because you're Jeez. taking all those pieces to and then forming them and then taking some more pieces, forming them and more to get the you know. So after three days, you only have one, and then you got to sand them down. So that's that's the problem where it, I shouldn't say problem. That's, that's what takes a while for them. It's not something you can just quickly do. Um, you know, if, if we, if we were able to get those, you know, if you were able to buy those in mass, that would be wonderful, but I don't, I don't yeah. think that's a possibility, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that was, that was, a an idea I, I thought I, I, I came up with, I think that was just before nationals last year. I, I made one and posted the picture and it sold that night before we even, uh, we, we couldn't, even, we, we did take it to nationals, but that the guy down there, um, Scott Hackney bought it right away. He's the president, mm-hmm. I think of, of Fort Crook. Gotcha. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, that's, the, that's the thing. I, I, I don't think, I don't think we're bragging when, you know, as modelers, where we're we're looking at detail and and we try to make things nice. We don't like we don't like it when corners bust out or, or right. stuff chips or it's not sanded or whatever. So that's that's how I would work when when you're looking when that finished piece. I'm looking at it as though it was you know a model kind of because you're taking a stack of wood and you're you're making something out of it and. You know, it's gotta, it's gotta mean something. You, you gotta show that you're, you're putting, uh, you're thinking about the detail. You know, yeah, and that's, it's kind of really the essence of our business, right? I mean, we're all modelers, and every model is a piece of art, 
yep. each each modeler puts his his or her own touch in it. It could mean you know, like we were talking earlier, it could be you know uh, grandpa's airplane that he flew in, or or he was on a ship or a car or whatever, something significant in that person's life or somebody else's life, and you know, it's up to the modeler. To, to take that idea to take that vehicle or whatever they're making and make it into a piece of art and, and present it. And, and it, it truly is an art form. And the way I think of it is, you know, the Mona Lisa isn't just thrown on a wall, you know, it's yep. a beautiful, timeless piece of art. Yeah. There's a, there's a frame around it. There's a presentation to it. There's something more to it than just a painting on a wall. And, that's where we really come in. You know, we take, we take a variety of custom requests. You know, we talk with the customer, we get that information and you're going to get exactly what you described to us. And it's going to elevate your model, whether that be a simple little figure plinth base all the way up to a display case. And we're willing to go to pretty extensive lengths to make sure that your model is presented in an artistic way and, like we've described something that can be handed down uh, through the generations and through time because it, it is art, you know, every mod, every model and, and, and being a modeler ourselves. I mean, we all know, you know, mm-hmm. just taking the kit apart and gluing it together and sanding and, and, and going yeah. through the painting process, all of it, it, it's, it's a challenge and it's something that should be celebrated and something that's preserved. I agree. hundred percent, 100%. 100%. Well, it's reflected also in the types of materials that we've chosen over time. You'll see a lot of other sort of, quote, display cases or things like that made yeah. out of oak. Oak is uh, relatively, relatively inexpensive, but we use cherry almost exclusively. And the reason for that is we're able to get a consistent, superior finish with any type of stain and... Amongst all of the woods, cherry will take a laser engraving better than anything else. And so that is a cost. That is a higher cost. Wood costs have oh increased God, dramatically <laughs> since the beginning of the, the pandemic years. But we continue to invest in that. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that we, we believe we're priced fairly for the quality that we're delivering. And uh, the other thing that we are very serious about is if you receive a product from us and you are in any way dissatisfied, we will work to correct it. And if we can't correct it, you're getting your That's money wicked. back. That's wicked good stuff. Awesome. You know, you know Wes, you, you hit the nail on the head because you, know, you said it's, a, it's artwork. And it, it truly is because my dad, after he retired from the Navy a while back, you know, years ago, he... His first job after he retired was he was a trim carpenter and in houses there in um, Northeast Jacksonville. And they were like million dollar houses. And I used to go in there and look and see what he did. And just being a trim carpenter, doing the crown molding and the, you know, chair molding and stuff like that. I mean, you got to have some skill to be able to put that kind of stuff together. I know I've tried it several times in my house here in Maryland and, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why I did the crown molding in the laundry room first. You know, no one hangs out in the laundry room to see it. But I've learned what I got to do for next time when I do other rooms in the house. But earlier you alluded to that, you know, you know, you got you guys started out with the CNC and you went to a laser and you got a bigger laser. So what kind of footprint do you guys have? Do you guys do this like out of your garage or do you have a building somewhere that you guys have like a storefront? It's very much like your your modeling setup. It's in, it's in our basement. The basement is absolutely jam packed with stuff. We have the one large laser right now. Uh, we're actually looking to get another one here. Um, we got some significant orders coming up yep. that uh, require to have a second laser. So that's pretty awesome. Um, we have two 3D turns. We have a resin one. Uh, pretty pretty standard little uh, like a four by six kind of kind of resin printer we have a, a polish uh, 3d printer that's that's served us for many many years it's excellent product that's more of a filament type printer and then we have a large cnc uh it's capable of two foot by two foot um not very deep cuts but i mean most of what mm-hmm. we do is all flat bases or cutting out stuff for like the, the astro cases, you know, all the astro case ends are CNC'd, you know, we CNC that groove for the plexiglass to be fit in and we CNC the profile and all that. So uh, yeah, it's all in the basement. We have a plexi bender too. that's uh, in our basement. All his woodworking tools are down there. It's, oh my <laughs> Lord. it's pretty jam packed. Kind of rivals some of your, your setups there, but we get it done. It is kind of a hassle getting some of the large stuff out the door, but but we get it out the door and we ship it out in boxes. And the process keeps going. So, 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 what do you use the three D printers for? So the three D printers were originally. Uh, I guess a little background on me. I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, uh, hydraulics engineer actually. Hydraulics has nothing to do with our business, but <laughs> as, as an engineer, you know, it's one of those things I like to tinker, you know, and I, I, I heard about 3D printers, seeing them, you know, the technology is advancing at such a rapid pace. It's like, I got to get one. I got to get one just to have it, you know, just, just, to, just to play with it, see what you can make with it. And in reality, what the 3D printers allowed us to do is to design cases and other things and, and manufacture things that we would not be able to do in a reasonable time frame by hand or, or machine it or do it consistently. And a lot of our actual display cases, uh, like the Lego Titanic cases, uh, mm-hmm. five-sided frame cases, a lot of those will actually use tubes, uh, plastic tubes or uh, plastic button fittings, um, things that are not easily machined in wood uh, to allow for our life packages typically. Yeah, manual dimmer switch. Yeah, dimmer switches. Um, yep. There's a number of things that he makes in there okay. uh, that that otherwise, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just just to hide the wires and and the connections and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's, it's, more it, it's really yeah. it's really helped a great deal. Okay. And there's another thing that we. West design with the two, which is for ship modelers. I mean, not, our whole business isn't focused on ship modeling, obviously, but there's some areas where they're underserved. And if you're doing a full hull model, um, we do some keel blocks out of wood. That's popular. They're not 
to scale, but they display well. But the other thing we do is different styles of finials, which allow you to mount the hull to the base. And surprisingly, that market is, well, not surprisingly, I guess, that market has traditionally been brass fittings that were created for other purposes. They can be kind of expensive. So here, it's just sort of an add-on, right? If you want to have some different finials to try, they're inexpensive. We don't keep a whole stock of them in a box somewhere. It's basically a lot of what we do is um, made to order. So it just, it helps us keep our, our sunk costs down and our inventory costs down. We do, we do manufacture the astral cases because those are in standard size, but we don't keep, you know, hundreds of them on hand. So unlike a model manufacturer, right? Once you have invested all the stuff in the CAD work and the molding, and then you go to plastic and you, and the boxes and everything, and now you got a thousand kits you have to sell. And you've got all of this operating capital sunk into it. We we try to run as lean as possible and scale up when we need to. So, like for example, Wes mentioned that you know the number of orders that we're getting that require engraving means that not only do we need a second laser set up to handle capacity, but we also need to have a second laser set up to make sure that if there's a problem with the primary system that we have another one right. to go, right? It's like, you know, you know, all you guys being in the Navy, you know about redundant systems. So that's, that's as we build operating capital, that's what we do is we're reinvesting. We reinvested earlier in the year in a better sander. We reinvested in a better dust collection system, going from a hobbyist system to an actual commercial system because the dust was getting to be a problem at the world headquarters <laughs> there. <laughs> so, um, so I got a question. So, so that's that's what. Uh, yeah, Tim, so what ahead. would be? Uh, maybe this is more for West than anybody else. Is it, what would be the the tech you'd like to add in the next year or two? Um, without obviously revealing any any trade secret, but is there a specific technology that you're looking to um, add that you don't currently have and expand on that as much as you can without, again, revealing any secrets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're investigating um, one of our more popular products is our painted display bases, you know, the Rondell style bases or painted information, you know, colored colored images on wood, basically. And that's something we've been exploring, uh, how to get that process to be a lot better, a lot more straightforward. Right now, processes for that are, they consist of, you know, laser engraving masks and painting masks. It, it can be a little convoluted depending on how, 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 how many colors and how complicated an image is. Still achievable, but it just takes it just takes a, a while to get them done. Yeah, obviously, it's not all in one session, but it'd be nice to get a machine or a process where that is more streamlined and more straightforward, so that we can we can produce even higher quality uh, painted products even faster. So that's one technology we're looking at um, in terms of three D printers, and really no need. Um, and, that, and in fact, in some of our products, some of our new display case designs that we've we've come up with, we're actually reducing the amount of plastic we're using in it almost completely. 
Um, so that's that's pretty interesting there. Mm-hmm. Um, the CNC, really no need that we see at the moment for a new CNC machine. There may be some more wood, uh, wood finishing tools um, for my dad's side of it where, you know, it makes his, makes his processes even safer or more efficient. But Yeah, there, there might be something where, you know, we, we increase capacity on some yeah. of these tools or, or uh, like my table saw, it'd be, it'd be wonderful to have a big old, uh, you know, Delta Unisaw with a, with a big fence and outfeed tables and all that kind of thing. But again, we, we don't, we don't have the space right, right now, you know, at, at some point we'll, we'll, uh, as we expand, we'll have to get a place. We'll have to hire employees at some point, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll, we'll see, you know, when that point, when that time comes, we'll uh, sure, sure. explore and, and uh, see what, what that's going to entail. And we got to make sure that uh, the income is, 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 is going to back all that up and take care of it. So, right. but yeah, for the most part, it's, boy, I don't know what else we could get. Uh, it, it, we'll definitely think of something. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. We always come up with that. Yeah. Well, on, on my side, I'm sort of responsible for creating the files that we use, the files on a computer that are used then to run the laser um, for a variety of things. And oftentimes we're asked to reproduce unit emblems uh, based on patches or other things. Or, you know, there's not always, it's not ready-made. There is work. And you've all heard about, you know, artificial intelligence use, really machine learning is a better terminology. My background is in computer science. Um, And we've recently started using some tools that have got some AI components to help look at those images and get them down to the the lines that drive the laser because the laser doesn't understand you know, like a photograph, it has, if we're making a mask file, it has to have lines that are smooth to make a nice demarcation between one color and another. And that has, in terms of my work, that's really taken something where I'm having to recreate something by hand, which can take multiple hours, um, and made it now a very short period of time. So what that does is that reclaims that time. I have a full-time job too. So that reclaims time that was otherwise sent working on one thing. Now we can explore other things that might be popular. So for example, one of the things that drives some of our prototyping is what's coming out in the scale hobby world, right? So last weekend, we, in a very short period of time, I created a VT2 emblem, the, the, the bomb riding a torpedo that would be perhaps of someone who's interested in getting the new trumpeter one thirty second scale devastator kit. We don't know if we'll sell any of them, but there's that. And, um, you know, it's just looking for little things like that, like, um, to help improve the throughput because we are kind of driven by what the industry is doing. So we've got, you know, you've seen probably our, our one sixteenth scale case for the Andes Hobby Headquarters uh, Easy Eight. 
we've got that out there. That's a new product. Um, we've done one for the tiger. Oh, here's. Yep. <laughs> nice. So if you're building the pre-war VT2 yellow wings, that would be appropriate for, I don't know if they had that emblem when they went into midway or not. I'm trying to find something for torpedo eight, but surprisingly enough, the actual emblem, there's a lot of fake stuff out there. There's no real contemporary photographs. So that goes again to our attention to detail. There's a lot of companies, Chinese companies, that take these emblems and make stickers and stuff out of them. Um, it would be a mistake to say that, you know, oh, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, we try to go right back to the original unit patches or other things to to determine um, what it's going to look like. So the AI has really helped. It helps in ways of um, looking at a photograph of a patch and you can tell it how you want the lines to come out. You can tell it how you want the color demarcation to come out. And it it's literally doing something that would take me two hours because I'm not really an artist. Um, I have some capability in the CAD space, but it takes it to be a multi-minute thing. And, you know, that, that would be an example where AI is actually... Um, working it's not putting anybody out of business it's reclaiming a lot of my time um that i can spend doing other things for the company so now how do you going back to your colored um logos and stuff how do you guys paint those are you guys hand painting these or some of them get down to hand painting depending on how how complicated um you, you know if you're if you get to the point where it's a five or six or seven color object, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we, we laser cut the mask for it and then we're, you know, we have a background color and then we peel off the, you know, the yellow ones, spray the yellow, put the frisket back on. So some of them, yeah, they get pretty complicated. And again, when, uh, you know, we, we have some standard stuff already on the uh, the website. I think we have five pages of, of standard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody comes to now. us, <laughs> if somebody comes to us with a, a custom patch, you know, you know, Christian's got to design it and, and get it such that, that we can use it on the laser to cut it. And then uh, once he has it, he sends it to me. I, I paint the backboard, whatever is best you know, the, the background color and, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, if the object is very small, I might do a lot of hand painting on a, on a small object. If it's a custom base with a, with a really small thing, I'll probably hand paint most of it. There's no sense in trying to frisk it, uh, something that's two inches around or something, you know? Yeah. This is where we're investigating technology that would help us do those both the large one like Wes showed you the vt2 emblem i think that's a 15 inch diameter emblem down to where it's a portion of a very small portion of the base maybe next to the name of the aircraft or the person where it's like only an inch and a half by an inch and a half but we've got to make sure that whatever technology we bring in number one is affordable number two 
will support the level of production we have. I mean, we're not making hundreds of pieces every day, and some of these machines have to be run every oh, wow. single day or they break down. And also it has to have good durability and fidelity. So there's things that are out there, but you know, it's one of those things where we try not to just jump into something because we can. Um, we try to be very deliberate about it. Um, but I think we've mastered the lasering. So now we're, we're really having to scale up production just based on demand um, by the laser. I wish I would have found you guys before when I did the tracker. Because I just got ideas in my mind of how I would want that, the, the, the base for the tracker. <laughs> Well, because it could I still got be that. redone, Frildo. No, that <clears throat> excuse me, that thing <laughs> you can still do it. That thing is in my display cabinet, and it's never coming out. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was hairy to get it in there. I got it in there, nothing broke, and so I'm like, you know, what? that's where it's going to stay. It's but for my <laughs> Phantom, for my Model Geeks group build, the Mig Killers, I got ideas rolling around in my head now. How I want because I was I was going to come to you guys about a base for it anyway, but now I was talking to you guys and hearing different stuff you can do i've got like ideas of how i want to mm-hmm. how i sure. want yeah. the the base to look you sure. better get hot buddy i, well, I the think fuse is lit on that <laughs> yeah. because you're running out of time because nationals is yeah yeah is not no. far away so if you would like us to help <laughs> you with that um you you have days have- not weeks to get your <laughs> yeah. ideas over yeah. So what what kind of kits? What kind of models do you guys do? Are you guys ship model modelers, aircraft guys, or armor? What do you well, guys like? When to build? I, when I used to, it was aircraft, one forty eight scale, <laughs> and uh, uh, just sing, usually single engine fighters, uh, either American or German, or or uh, I did a couple British, uh, a Typhoon. Yeah, for me, it was one thirty fifth scale World War Two armor. Major major preferences on the German stuff, but then at the end of it, um, I used to do some really kind of eccentric subjects. You did a Charbet. I did a Charbet. <laughs> I did a Matilda. I, I was actually going to do the Matilda that was at the Battle of Eris um, really early in the war. It was like 41 when the, the B. That was 40, probably. Four, 40, yeah, excuse me. It was going to be the. It was going to be the Matilda was named Peacock. And <laughs> that was the Matilda that was famous because it charged Rommel with the 88s. And it, and it Peacock got its head taken off by the 88s. So, oh, wow. Um, that, was, that was going to be my last vehicle that I was doing. Was Short Peacock. and sweet. But, uh, of course, I took the old Tamiya kit and I'm going through it. I'm just like, this is, this is bad. This is bad. So I haven't built the model been a while since i since i was in college and i graduated in 2016 so it's been quite a while oh wow so now do you guys have a stash or anything or you yeah. just build it build as you go <laughs> <laughs> do we have a stash <laughs> all right it's, just making sure <laughs> well I, I think on the on the level that we've seen we're 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 i i would say we're lower and you know it's a beginner stash i think i have I'm, I don't think I have 200, probably 150. Wes probably well, has good. 200 kits. That's, 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 that's respectable. Yeah, yeah. That's respectable. And, and, and the whole idea was that everything that we have there, it would, it would truly be something that, you know, we, we could close our eyes and grab it and, and we would build it. 
So if if that's true or not, I'm not I mean, sure. Isn't that what we all say? A lot, yeah, a lot I was going to say every, lot every stash wins, begins but... with that. Uh, <laughs> every stash yeah. begins with that dream. Christian, yeah. you're. you're Kristen, you're being quiet down there. We haven't heard about your job or your stash yet. Oh, so. um, <laughs> well, I've, I'm building aircraft. I've got on the bench right now an Edward uh, Spitfire Mark 8, high uh, the extended wings, and a Griffin-powered Mark uh, 14 airfix kit, which is... And it's interesting, the Edward kit, that I've got all these Edward Spitfires. I think I have 10 of them. This is the first one I've built. Yeah. And what a delight, particularly compared to the Airfix kit. The Airfix kit was a struggle. But um, I probably have at most 50 kits. I also have an interest in automotive. Um, I work for a, well, the classic car auction company. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Oh. And I've, I've been associated with them for quite some time. So. Um, I've built a couple of 143 scale. Most of my aircraft, all my aircraft are 48 now. Um, my eyes at my age have gotten bad, and I just don't enjoy working on the 72nd. Um, I have a lot of respect for people like uh, Tim and Dave Knight who can still yeah. do that, uh, sort of in the same cohort. Um, and a lot of great kits are coming out. Um, and um, I've kind of slowed down in terms of the acquisition, but I mean, frankly, you know, who's not going to buy a 148 scale Ferry Gannett? I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I am waiting with money in hand for that thing to. Hit. Yeah, I know, I know. So, um, yeah, I've, I've done a fair amount of Royal Navy stuff. Um, I just I kind of get in a groove. I'm in a Spitfire groove right now. When I finish these two, I'm going to do a kind of a paired display using it's called the first and the last is kind of the theme it'll be a mark one edward uh with squadron 19 and then i've got i have an old airfix seafire fr 47 the contra rotating thing and that's going to be the other pairing on it and then the base will be special because there's going to be somewhere in the base will be a little table that shows the differences in the performance and the weight and the range and the horsepower and all that stuff of the two aircraft. I like to try to tell a story. Let, let, let me introduce you to, to Tim Holland, El <laughs> Spitfire extraordinaire. And uh, there's also a game, a tabletop or four top game that he and another uh, one of our associates is, is working on. And I think that's, got you guys into all of the aircraft performance specifications from World oh, War yeah, II yeah. In, the, in the European theater. So that's a plethora of knowledge sitting right up there uh, at that bench. So Yeah, yeah. I can't quite make out the painting, too. That's a Spitfire. It's a head-on, um, it's a head-on okay. shot. Um, a guy by the name of Jeff Cook gave that to me. He had it in uh, his home, and he said, uh, you know what? I've had this thing for 40 years, been moving it around from one place to the next, mm. never hung it on the wall. Um, he said, you want it? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to turn it down, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, it, yeah, I, I hung it up there because uh, it, it uh, I'd, let's see, I think I'm at uh, 75 or 76 completed Spitfires on the shelf. And um, I think I've got <laughs> another, another 75 in the stash that um, eventually I plan on building. Uh, ultimately every mark, including C fires, uh, C fires and the PR models. And, uh, 
on a lot of different, just about every marking that uh, they ever wore. And uh, when I say marking camouflage yes. scheme, you know, obviously uh, I'm not going to do every single uh, serial number in the RAF because that, that would be in the thousands. Well, I'd like to challenge you to do every scheme from Malta. That'd keep you going. For yeah. And I years. would probably get every single one of them wrong because <laughs> <laughs> they're always finding out uh, new information and uh, deciding that the, right. the scheme was, well, it's not quite what we thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. No. But that, yeah, that's the thing about it. I, I treat it yeah. as a hobby. Um, that's what it is for me. Um, it has an audience of one. That's yeah. me. I do like sharing. I'm a member of Flory. like to share there. It's a very positive community. I like sharing on the Geek Shack and other places. It's a very positive community. We've done a good job of keeping uh, We work hard out. at it. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, people have just strange yep. ideas but um <laughs> you know and again as we as we talk to modelers you know bill is and weston have talked about where the ideas come and one of the things that we're able to do being a small organization and being pretty adept at doing things is we can build prototypes of ideas and we're not committed to building thousands of them so an example of this recently in the last oh was it 45 days uh, we produced a multi-kit display case, more analogous to traditional case, um, plexiglass shelves, um, kind of a vertical orientation. Um, I think it was like four inches or five inches deep. And we were able to take photographs of that and get it out into those communities and ask for feedback. And what we learned was there was a lot of interest in it, but the case that we had prototyped was basically too small for most of the people they were in, interested in 48 scale prop or 48 scale jet. A lot of them would prefer, it was meant to be a freestanding case. A lot of them said, I'd really like to be able to put this on the wall. Uh, it was designed to have the plexiglass slide down in the front to provide the access. It was very easy, simple to do for a freestanding case. A lot of the customers said I'd prefer a door. So we can take all that feedback. We're too close to nationals to really spend time on that because we've got a lot of orders that we have to deliver at nationals. And um, But that gives us the ability then to go back to Bill and Weston, and they'll sit down and think, okay, well, how do we do this? How do we make it of these sizes? What will be sort of our semi-standard sizes? And then more importantly, how do we get it to the customer? Because knockdown, I can't say enough about how much knockdown has made our business possible. Because if we were sending these ship cases in their full size to customers, the shipping would far outstrip the cost of the case. And we probably wouldn't sell any. So this way, we can actually send a hood case to France. And it's going to cost the guy probably three fifty in terms of the shipping, but he can get it. And obviously, he's coming to the United States to source this because there must not be any local solutions yeah. that that meets his needs. So the knockdown aspect, the work really that Bill and Weston have done, and just continually innovating. Actually, the large side case is now on its third generation in terms of how the lighting works, how the lighting's put together, um, standardized components, 
Um, we've learned a lot about what's reliable, what's not reliable. We've had feedback about assembly, all those sorts of things. We just, we don't stick to one design and then say, that's it. They're constantly innovating. Bill's looking at ways of increasing production or being able to do multiple cases at once. Uh, when it comes to cutting the side or end pieces, the finishing, things like that. So we really take the feedback from the customers on these prototypes very seriously because that helps us understand what the market is. Because scale modeling is probably in its golden age right now, but still it's not a huge community. It's not, it's not endless, right? Um, so we have to make sure that we're building things that people are interested in. Speaking of uh, the, the build and, and, and specifically cases, going back to, uh, I'm going to go back to that Quonset, uh case. I, I know that your Astro cases are lit. Uh, what what cases, I mean, obviously I'm looking at the Quonset particularly, but uh, is that one lit? Is there an option to light it? Or And then what, what cases do you all typically light? Uh, and how do you go about that process? Most most all of them are lit. The Quonset, we've never done. I've I've I, there's a way to do it, but it would be kind of where there's there's just not a lot of wood there to to put components, mm-hmm. and not a lot of space to to string the lights and and keep them hidden. Um, I don't know that we. We may with the Quonset, but those those uh, the the curved wood pieces are going to have to be th- wider or thicker. Gotcha. Um, in order to get get those things in there, but but every you know even the small cases, the you know a case the size of uh, for uh, the one sixteenth uh, Sherman, um, we can put lights in that. That's not a problem. And the lights we put in there now, the uh, we have a internal dimmer switch as opposed to we used to have a manual dimmer switch that would be you know in in line outside of the case but now it'll be with a uh, with a remote so you can turn it on or off you can you can turn it to 80 percent or whatever some of them are even flashing so you there's all kinds of things you can do with that and all the big cases yeah that that's not a problem putting lights in all the really big ones so so lighting a case is kind of an art, actually, as we've kind of found out. You know, when you put your model in the display case, you want the lights to be down on top of it, typically. Right. Looking at it from a top-down view, um, you may want lights on the bottom. We've never really done them, but you could do them. Uh, lights kind of shining up underneath the aircraft, typically an aircraft. The armor and ships, typically you want those lights on the top down. And it's difficult because... Most customers want to have, you know, all view all the way around it. You know, they're, they're so used to these, we call them bubble cases, but, you know, it's where it's a five-sided plexiglass box that kind of just sits over the whole, yeah. the whole thing. And, and those are very difficult to light or if not impossible because you need to hide the lights somewhere. You need to stuff them somewhere and you need to... And you, and as soon as you put them in a bubble case, you're going to see the light strip. You're going to see the wiring. It's going to look like it's going to look it's going to look like hell, and you don't want it to be um, exactly back to yeah. that whole thing with the Mona Lisa and the frame. You know, it's it's got to be it's got to have some decency to it. It's got to you know elevate the piece of art. 
the, the right. other thing too is you, you have to have a string of of LED lights yeah. on, on front and back, so then you don't get shadows. Otherwise, if you put I don't know if you tried to put one light in each corner, you'd have shadows or something wouldn't be quite right or focused or whatever. So the string of LED lights just gives the so, best best lighting. So each of the runner, typically on like the five-sided framed piece cases, um, typically on those for mostly for ships, but it can be for tanks or cars or planes or whatever. We typically run two strips along the length, whatever's the longest dimension of the case, and and we hide them in those corners. Um, And that's the beautiful thing about our broken down case designs, uh, assembling the electrical connections for it. We either have a barrel plug connection or we have two little pins that are, there's no soldering required. You're not, you're, you're not expected to know how to wire this thing. You know, there's either two wires or it's literally a simple barrel plug and you're done. Um, And we, we put in, you know, 3D printed tube guides if the, if, if we need them for that design, Um, (laughs) tube holders. So all the wires all the lights are meticulously hidden as best as they can while also being effective at lighting the model up. Um, and, and the, and the power power cord can come out. Yeah. We usually, I think we automatically have it come out the back right of a case, but can, again, a customer, can customer can have it any place just so we know ahead of time and we configure the lights. And uh, one other thing I want to talk about the lighting of uh, 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 John Cozoyles. Uh, we had a customer in uh, in Illinois that wanted. He had a, a I don't know what size sub that is. It's, it's it's a big sub, and we made a nice case for him. Put lights in it, liked it, but he wanted uh, something so that it looked like it was underwater. Is there any way mm-hmm. to do that, Bill? You know, so so Weston looked up and found some shimmering lights. They're basically a disco ball. I'm going to say it's three inch disco ball, and Again, they're remote, and it goes around, and it looks like it's, you know, surface water transporting, you know, trans, you know, doing something really? with the light. And you can change it to green and white, black, uh, you know, red and white, like there's, you know, a, a, a freighter's on fire on the surface <laughs> or something, you know, all, all those kinds of things. So we put those two on two lights on this big sub, and it looks it's it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, but, but that's the problem with those lights. It only covers about, you know, a 15 inch square area and you, it would be wonderful. You could somehow get it the length of it, but it it looks, it looks pretty amazing. Uh, skipping over to, uh, awards this is something I've seen, you know, more of from you guys. We've seen some, Mm -hmm. was that at, uh, MarauderCon, I think it was either MarauderCon or it was, uh, the central PA folks. What's Three Rivers? Pittsburgh. Three Rivers. IPMS. Three Rivers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Starting to Bill, see Bill Dedig. Yeah, starting to see awards popping up out there. I guess this is a. Uh, it seems to be a fast business, a uh, fast uh, uh, growing part of the business. Yes, is that safe to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, currently we're. Uh, I th- we're, we're doing a lot of the clubs, certainly in our area. We're. Um, um, they'll either come up and we'll meet and, and drop them off or, or it's not, the shipping isn't too much, but, um, yeah, we're doing awards for, uh, for Nordicon, for Nimcon, for Stateline, 
for Mucho Hair. Mucho Hair. So for we literally um, have like 12 different clubs that yeah for, for indiana for uh Doonlin. so it's and again that's that's one of the things where you know once we get everything in the system we have the images we have the awards all laid out we're changing the dates maybe we're changing sponsors things like that and uh and they get a hold of us ahead of time to make you know of course to make sure that they're renewing for the year so, uh, so once we get in the system, it isn't so bad. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not as, you know, once we get what they, what they want and, and get the level of quality that they want, then, then everything's mm-hmm. fine. But yeah, but, initial you know, it's, design, it's a little yeah. bit at, at first to, to get that, to get to that point, but, uh, you know, but it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Then year after year, we have them listed on our, on our, uh, on our board, um, that they're coming up and we got to find out whether they're going to uh, do them again uh, through us. So, yeah. And we've done some innovations there. Um, it used to be that for categories or just be a first, second, third or whatever it was, it wouldn't necessarily say the category on it, but now <clears throat> we've, we've got it. So it's, what we call data driven. So we get a sheet of what the different categories are, what they are, and then we can load that into the lasering software. And so we lay them all out in the, in the jig, and then they can have different information on them. You don't have to go in and create the art individually for each category. It's just, it's just taking the text data and translate it into the file that the laser uses. That's given us a lot more flexibility for clubs. And I think the first time that we really did that in, in quantity was the the Springs, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, the Mad City Modelers Contest, where the awards had the actual category on them. This, this is the beautiful thing about having modelers in this industry. You know exactly what the modeler is looking for. Yeah. You know, you, you, right. you, someone could run up to the local uh, trophy store up here, say, this is what I want. They're going to get a marble back piece of pine or a piece of pine with a marble like finish on it. And then a little plaque that says, you know, a little laser right. uh, gold plaque saying first place 2023, uh, which uh, there's nothing wrong well, with that. The, but uh, it's just not what I think modelers are looking for. And you, you guys have hit that no, nail on the head. And I, I think we're seeing a change in, I mean, obviously you guys are, are participating in PAX. Yes, Connor, yep. right? absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's your baby. And you've adopted some of the things, which I think we are going to see at the nationals level, in my opinion, um, display only gold, mm-hmm. silver, bronze, all those sorts of things. And the beauty of the way that we're set up and the way that we're configured is that whatever your award scheme is, whatever your how you're meeting it, we we can do something. And even if you come back to us year after year, we're going to continue to innovate and make it possible to add color or other things or incorporate other types of objects into it. Um, you know, some of the some of the um, named awards for people that might have been part of the club and have passed away were able to put their photograph using the laser onto the award itself 
Um, so we're able to do a lot of different things. And I think as, you know, I, th- I think we're going to be seeing changes at all levels of the hobby um, in terms of contests or get togethers. Um, I think that would be very positive. I think I saw the, um, but I'm not gonna go the down example that of that photo on your uh, website. That was it the Butch O'Hare yes. award yeah, did O'Hare. With, mm-hmm. with the uh, wildcat on the, uh, yeah. is that a wildcat that was on there? Yeah. yeah yes. I think so. Yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, well, pretty cool. I know you're going to be adding SQMD to your list of uh, <laughs> awards, yeah. awards yep. for your for for shows and everything. I know I don't know if Nemo has reached out to you guys yet, but when we go to do our best ofs, we're going yeah. to go with you guys and have you guys do our best of awards mm-hmm. with yeah, the uh, PaxCon, you know, gold, silver, bronze coins inlaid in them. Sure, you know that kind of thing. Sure. So. Yep. I don't so I know he'll I know he's on travel right now, so he will be reaching out to you guys at some point. Nope, he tasked me. On. Oh, he tasked you to do that? Yeah, I had actually reached out to <laughs> yes. uh, uh reached out to them earlier uh, a couple months ago, uh and uh I owe them some information, I do believe. So uh, we, we, we can discuss that here after a little bit offline. <laughs> your your show is in October, yeah, so, yeah. correct? So that's a great question. Uh, I, I see where you're going to, with that, Christian. So l- let me uh, let me ask a question based on that. It, what is the typical turnaround? If somebody was looking to come to do awards, now obviously right now we're looking, we're really close to nationals, but uh, take the nationals out of the picture on on an average average job, average time of the year. What's the turnaround? What's the lead time? When should they they come to you and start uh, negotiating uh, designs? Certainly the the well, sooner the better. part of it, it <laughs> sooner the better, and also it depends on how. You know, we don't really have a guide for this, but it depends on how the club, how well organized are they? Are you doing categories? Are the categories set? Are the categories fixed? Are you doing best ofs? Are the are they set and fixed? Are you having sponsors? Are your sponsors set? And fixed and then overall what's your quantity um do you have what the artwork is that you're using for the club or using the club logo is that available to us you know do we have to take something that someone did years ago and modify it we can do that we did that with nordicon it's not a problem we just have to know that and then it comes into you know all of those things then come into really bill's area where he uh, looks at the board downstairs <laughs> at the world headquarters and just sort of looks at, and because we can calculate, all right, depending on the side, do we have the the materials available? Do we have to order materials? And if how many we're doing, do we have the right jig set up? What do we think the laser time would be or the CNC time would be, the finishing and all that? And that's the part where I step out and let, Bill finished the answer. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just take Dunlin as an example. Dunlin's contest, I believe, is in October also. We do their first, second, and thirds, plus we do the, uh, some best ofs. They have specials, and then we do uh, 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 their their main awards. So they're, it's a big order. So as soon as uh, Dave, Dave just got a hold of me a couple weeks ago, and so I know it's coming. I, I went ahead and did their first, second, third place awards. They had 180 of them. 
they're on, uh, uh, I think they're four by five or something. They're a little bit bigger. So I went ahead and did them that because that's, that's kind of the biggest, uh, uh, labor, labor intensive part of it. You know, the, the single awards, you know, we're waiting for sponsors. So once he gives me a sponsor list, Wes can put it in the computer and I can do them as, as I have time. I, I glued up all the boards this week for, for their best ups. So, um, so they're ready to go once we have the sponsors. So long, long answer to your, to your, to the turnaround. Um, it just depends on, on, on how much we're doing for you for that. Uh, uh, you know, if we're not doing your first, second, thirds, or a lot of them, we could probably do it. Boy, with, with everything's going on, boy, if you give me a month, I I would, I would say say a month, but yeah, as, as soon as you know, what's going on, um, if, if you have generic first, second, and thirds, I can get them done. I don't have to wait for a sponsor or change or something. Um, and at, at, and at a certain point, you know, with sponsors, sometimes it's individuals and they just have individual names. Sometimes it's companies. Like Mecham has sponsored some awards before. So does as the company provided a logo. Yeah. And it just like with anything, you know, if you get a certain point, it's a go no go on an award if it's sponsored, because if we get close to having to deliver and you haven't sold your sponsorships or you haven't gotten the information from the sponsor, you know, it's it's gonna be a go no go decision on whether that makes it onto the the art. Sometimes what we can do is if it gets really tight and it's a big deal, we can make a little chip or chip that has that information that can then subsequently be affixed mm-hmm. to the award. But it's always our preference to do it all during the main production process. But the other thing we have going is we have a website and, you know, you can be sitting there at lunch on a Saturday and all of a sudden a guy orders a, titanic case plus one of the tables that it can sit on and and now yeah. you've got two major two major it just, projects it jolts you know and, and that just yeah. comes in completely un, unpredictable so um you know it's you know bill's retired so this is what is he really <laughs> retired he always said <laughs> that's what they tell me well <laughs> You keep telling your wife but that, right? I, he yeah. com- sometimes he could complains uh, about the work, but I think he really enjoys it, and also the fact that it's no no two week. Right, I enjoy it. Because, yeah, there are times like in January that was that was tough. We had eight Titanic cases on the board at oh one time, Lord. and then <laughs> we had God. I don't know how many other things going on. We had awards. We had our awards, and we had uh, Iowa, and we had uh, Three Rivers. Anyway, so it, it gets a pretty hairy where, you know, you, you got to come through on these things. And so I, I people, for the most part, are, 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 you know, if they have a Titanic, it's built, they'll, they'll wait you know, they'll, they'll be patient with you. Sure. You, you talk to them and tell them, uh, uh, you know, I, ha- I got a little setback on this or here, this or that. So, uh, um, but, but the hard deadlines, those, those, you know, they're not negotiable. We got to get them done. So, um, but, but yeah, different times of the year, it seems like, uh, every, everybody has a new year's resolution, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, uh, 
to finish something or start something and they, they order a case and it's fine with us, but, uh, and we'll, we'll ship them to you. So, um, but yeah, the awards, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get them done for you. Uh, you want to lay out yeah. for them. You want Wes to lay it out for you. Um, one way or the other, we'll, we'll give you some really good awards that, uh, you'll, you'll have for your contest. That's, that's awesome. Awesome stuff. <laughs> I think the, uh, the moral that's is if you're, if you're building something, you just need a case or a stand and you're just starting, put it in early, mm-hmm. tell them it's no hurry. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys do that. A lot of them do that, especially with the Titanic cases. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the one guy that we, uh, the, the gentleman, he was in the, in the Navy and we, he wanted a case for the ship that he was on. I think that was a Ticonderoga. He, w- he had somebody making the ship for him and we were making, making the case for the ship. So he ordered them. We got the case to him before the ship got there. And then I think it was two or three months later, once he got the ship, got it all in there and his awards and, and, and cool things like that. He sent us Very pictures. Nice. So, yeah. I, and I, and I think most everybody's understanding. We don't have, you know, 20 Titanic cases on the shelf ready to put a label yeah. on them. So would be nice. I wish we got to that <laughs> yeah. point because yeah, that would all, be beautiful. Um, they're, uh, uh, they're wonderful. Once, once you get them all packed up, um, they're, it's wonderful. And, and they're, they're easy to put together. That's, that's the other thing too. I think a lot of people think this is really a, a complicated thing. Uh, we have a video, a link to a video of Wes and I putting a case together for, for uh, uh, someone. Of course, we have a hard copy directions in the box. They're pretty straightforward. We really haven't had anybody have any trouble putting them together, uh, getting the plexiglass to, to fit in all the grooves and, and getting it shut and getting the, the electric uh, uh, hooked up to it. So um, I think we're okay with that. But again, you give us a call, we'll, we'll walk you through it. And the video, I think, for the most part, uh, shows you, you know, step by step what needs to be done. So that's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We're coming up on about an hour and 20 minutes. Here. Let's go around the room here and see if anybody's got uh, any any final thoughts. Uh, Pharrell, you got any, anything for uh, uh, the guys? Yeah, I just want to. I, I think it's kind of cool that you're a, a family run business, you know, father, son. Yep. And. And uncle. So I think that's, I think that's, I think that's really cool because, you know, getting to hang out with your dad and do things with your dad, you know, I mean, it's family first, right? And you can do it, it all is. together. That's yeah. And you guys are right there, you know, quote, assholes and elbows next to each other doing this. <laughs> and so, right by the laser, it's assholes and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's pretty cool. And I like to see stuff like that. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, I mean, thanks. You, you guys do great. You guys do great stuff. And I've got ideas that, that I have in my head that I want to get with you guys about for some of my stuff. So you will be hearing from me again. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So I, I've got uh, a few bases that uh, Bill's made for me. And, and um, uh, uh, one of them does have a, an aircraft sitting on it. The, uh, um, the Naval Camel that uh, was flown off to Texas. Uh, I've got that sitting on that Texas base, and oh, sure. uh, I, yep. I really, yep. I really love. I mean, I, every time I look in the cabinet, I'm like, I got to get more bases. <laughs> this is just awesome. <laughs> and uh, and then I've got my uh, Arizona still coming along slowly. I got a, uh, I'm kind of stalled at uh, 
some deck work, but once I get that one going again, it'll it'll uh, move forward. But okay. like Frildo said, I, I've got all kinds of ideas for for bases, and every time I build another airplane or ship or whatever, I I, I look at it and I go, okay, this needs a base, and it needs to look <laughs> like this, and it needs to, and and then I ask myself, well, is that something Bill can do, or is that something I should be just trying to do on my own, just because of the complexity or or uh, um, unique nature of what it is? But I, you know, frankly, I think it's it's worth the question. And, uh, and of course I'm the kind of guy where, uh, I deadlines are something that is, uh, artificial as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I've got a show coming up that I've got to worry about, but that's the only real deadline I got. Mm-hmm. And, um, and any model I'm building for that is not associated with it. Right. So the, it, it has no, no deadlines. I, I prefer to, to build when and complete when it completes and, uh, just enjoy the process. It's, uh, but it's been great. Well, Tim, there's no. There's no RAF or uh, FAA squadron crests that we can't produce. Just keep that in <laughs> mind. Believe me, I've already thought about that one. <laughs> it, and here, you know, our listeners won't be able to see this, but here's a recent uh, purchase at our show. Um, the squadrons of the fleet yep. air arm is this one. And then fighter squadrons of the RAF and their aircraft. And every single one of these has the reference of the crest in there um, so that make sure that we have accurate and um, timely information. We, ju- uh, we just finished a, an order for a gentleman from Australia and he ended up asking us to do, I think with some, some of them were New Zealand, some were Australian squadron local, their, their crests yep. like the, the British. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have all them, the, all the line art for for those kinds of things, and uh, yeah, I got them packed up. Wes is going to send them an invoice this this weekend. So, um, that's that's the one thing. Uh, the one thing that I'd like to to leave everybody with. Yeah, we're going to be in San Marcos. All three of us, Christian, will make it this year. And uh, I, I was just going to tell you some of the new things that we've come up with. They may or may not be on the website, and and, and that's no. No problem with Christian. We got a million things. Uh, the the new turret models that are coming out. Um, the three main ones that we have right now are for the Missouri, the Bruno, and then the the Amato turret. We have a turret base specifically for them. Again, the there'll be pictures on the website of the different ones. I think you just put that up on the website. Um, this this last yeah, weekend, those, those three are there, and uh, <clears throat> we'll, we're going to expand. Uh, we'll expand that then to the other turrets that are available, the secondary armament of Yamato and uh, Sharn. Yeah, Wars. you could just—it's just one of those things. You want a you want a pedestal base like that? Just let me know the size. The top board will come off. We'll make that detachable so you can attach it to to the model decently instead of having to deal with the whole box. Um, you know, the, the, uh, verbiage in front is all from the, from the box art most, most likely, unless you want something different. So, so anyway, uh, turret bases is something, something new. Uh, we're, we're going to have a ton of figure bases and, and a lot of these are just goofy ideas. I came up with, uh, platforms and scraps that I, I put together. So we'll have all kinds of different size figure bases or platforms we're going to have uh 
uh, Star Wars stuff. We're going to have some um, the uh, the Imperial emblem. We're going to have that in a number of different sizes. Uh, Nameplates. Every year we come and somebody will come up. Well, do you have the USS you know Scavenger or something? You know what? I no, I I, I don't think you know. So anyway, I thought okay. I'm going to try at least this year to build or to, to laser engrave Put a bigger tent in every, you know, anything, everything that I think there is at least a model of it out there. So in, in, you know, smaller ones, uh, one three fifty scale, a lot of the 16 scale armor. Um, I have, uh, labels for them, Mandalorian, uh, just name plates that, you know, guys have their big, big display cases why not just drop this little piece of cherry in front of that to to name what's going on um what else do we have we're gonna have i'll have a couple of the uh sherman cases um for the 116 scale i know there's there's a there's a sdkfz uh, 251 now out um not take on maybe border or i don't know take on came out 116 scale oh, it is take on um, that'll fit in there also the sturm will fit in there um oh my god we got just regular you can keep going on just regular base <laughs> sizes i you know because yeah. i have so many cutoffs down there i'll just make just just base sizes um regular platforms five-sided platforms um we're going to have a, there's a ton of, of, uh, you know, when, when somebody, uh, calls in and wants a specific base for one, well, of course I'll do an extra one and I'll bring that to the, uh, to, to, to national. So there's, I don't know, there's gotta be 20, 20, uh, uh just one-offs that we're, we'll bring. Um, yeah, just, just a lot of stuff. So, uh, we we have five tables and I know we aren't going to be able to get everything on five tables. There's no way. Um, but, um, we'll, we'll have a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of award samples for people to look at, um, and, and, uh, to, to sign up and, um, and, uh, you know, just check out or find out if, if we can accomplish what they, what they want for them. So, all right. So for the listeners out there, listeners out there, bring, bring your, Bring your greenbacks. They're gonna have a lot of stuff. A lot of It'll stuff. Lot I'm sure stuff. they're not gonna they're not gonna want to pack up in trailers to take back with them. So no, no, bring we your, didn't bring, bring the cash. To, bring it there to take it back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they want to take yeah. the empty. Well, and the other the other advice is come early because as yeah. soon as we're set up in the vendor room um and it's not open to the group, we're we're selling yeah. stuff to other vendors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. You should make us one of your your first stops on the first yeah. day you can get in there because you know our inventory is a lot of it's one off. That is that doesn't mean that we can't make and sure. ship to you post show. But uh if you'd like to add something to your display at nationals and people do um, come see us yeah. early. Oh, I know I did. I got caught in that trap with my red star and I, <laughs> I, I walked past for, for my, uh, a four build last year and I walked past, there was a red star. I came back like 10 minutes later, red star was gone. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so I'm a, I'm a, I can attest to that. Uh, Krista, you got anything for, uh, the listeners before we, uh, close things up? No, I just want to say that we really appreciate 
um, being invited to be on the podcast. Um, podcasts are a very important part of our um, business. As you know, we're, we're working yep. with three. Um, y'all are friendly and uh, cooperative and, and everything else. Um, so that that's not an issue. We think podcasts are really a growing aspect of the, of the uh, hobby. Uh, and we enjoy being on and, and uh, supporting the podcast. It's obviously helping with our um, top of mind awareness amongst mm-hmm. modelers. Um, we know that in some cases, a base or a case is a pretty big investment. And so people may be thinking about that for the future. Um, we really look forward to seeing people face to face at show like this. Nationals is really what we've decided we're going to focus on because otherwise we're just taking too much time away from production and it's, it's nationals is the place to be. So uh, we're really looking forward to seeing everyone. If you have ideas, no matter how outlandish, we'd love to hear about them. And um, you know, if you haven't gone to our page on Facebook, we encourage you to do that or, you know, visit our website at basesbybill.com. Uh, the, the the podcast it's important to to know that we we are all really close friends and as a matter of fact i yeah. got a i was getting some messages from scott gentry over at the uh the triple p uh, uh as we're doing triple this p. and uh he wanted me to uh tell y'all hello and uh <laughs> can't wait to listen to all the right. to the interview so hello, uh we are all all very close uh we work very well together uh, and I think we all have uh, the same focus, uh, and that is to enhance this hobby, to try and move it forward, and to uh, you know get it out there, be a positive space within the hobby. So sure. uh, we work hard, all of us together, to do that. So yeah, it it's, is a a work. Work. It really it's a lot of work. Really, it's a lot of work. It's not just a bunch of guys talking. Yeah, and it's, sure. it's 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 not a paid job either. We do no. this. We we generally do no. this because this is what we love to do. Uh, you know, so that's our payment is is the uh, the emails we get and meeting the new people and uh, uh, seeing the their work, you know, within the Facebook groups and et cetera, et cetera. So good stuff. Uh, Wes, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to skip over you there. Uh, I saw you want, reach up there to say something. Uh, the mic's yours. Yeah. So the one one thing I wanted to say is make sure. When you, when you have an opportunity, if you've completed a project and used our bases or used our products or even just projects in general that that, uh, that you've completed, please make sure you send the photos to us or uh, post them on Facebook because that ultimately that's the redemption moment for all of us, you know, at Bases by Bill. That's the moment where we're like, okay, we, we, we helped that customer out. We, we did right. And their model just looks spectacular. We, we always yeah. enjoy seeing other people's work. So make sure to reach out and share photos and, and feedback anytime. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. And uh, to that point, uh, we had mentioned the Facebook groups. So we've got the grumpy old scale modeler. We've got uh, the model geeks model shack. Please guys uh, use that to y'all's advantage whenever y'all can. Uh, okay. There's uh, no limit on what, you can and can't do there. So, uh, I please, I encourage it. Okay, um, thank you. Yep. So I guess that's going to wrap up, uh, this segment and that's our, our interview with the fellows from basis by bill. 
I want to uh, to kind of cap it off by saying thank you for what it is you do. Uh, I think it's a, a a positive to the hobby. Uh, it was needed. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. It's nice to have modelers doing this because you have a modeler's mindset when it comes to the product, uh, and that's huge. Um, I I ha- I've I've been gone on record saying this. I will not display an aircraft or a anything at a show without a basis by bill base under it. <laughs> I, I might have to eat those words because if I don't get my order in, <laughs> that's the only time that that might. Now I got to throw a caveat in there, uh, but that's good. It's good to see y'all are getting busy like that. It's well-deserved and uh, uh, it makes, it makes me happy to see that. So. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's a contest between you and Dave Knight to see who is first. to get the <laughs> Oh, order. is that right? <laughs> I keep saying yeah. to Dave, Hey, you're going to do something for, for your F8 for the for the Mig Killers build? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, yeah. yeah. Clock is yeah. ticking, I'm, David. I'm good. You're, you're going to have mine by the end of the day. So <laughs> today, okay. I, I will not let Dave Knights beat me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> won't happen. I might get my uh, order in before you, Darren. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Ooh. That's fine. Well, he's been there sitting over go. there working on it. I've seen him typing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, again, guys, thanks for coming on. And for the listeners out there, uh, you, you, if it's spaces you're looking for, and we all are, let's face it, uh, painted or etched. I love some of the etched stuff you guys have out there. And I think we're going to have both for PaxCon, a little bit of both. Uh, and those are cases for cars, planes, ships, lit, unlit. Uh, and let's not forget our Gundam folks out there. Uh, I don't know how many, I haven't heard any designs for Gundam bases yet, but I'm sure there's stuff out there that can be done for those folks too. I, I bet the Astro uh, vertical would work real well. Yeah. So yes. get those ideas over to the guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And of course your awards and et cetera, et cetera. Don't miss it. Hit up bases by bill. Their products are awesome. Uh, guys, I think it's going to close it out. I really appreciate it. Like I said, um, and I can't wait to to have y'all back. Y'all are friends of the show. And uh, if there's any, at any time, anything you need to put out to the modeling community, all you got to do is drop a text, email, phone call. We'll help you out okay. the best way we can. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate you guys. It. Thank you very much. All right, man. There you go. What a great, great sit down we had uh, with those guys. Um, I I, I got to tell you, I am a basis by Bill fanboy, man. I've already got a bunch of them sitting over here. Uh, I can't wait to get that uh, Quonset um, display case for the H60. Um, yeah, I went such, back and looked at that. And yeah, yeah. It, for all around viewing, that's man, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It's just yeah. wicked cool. It, so, yeah, you guys know how in in my uh, basement I've got that um, table where you yep. know we you can sit and eat or whatever. And uh, most of the well, actually, ninety nine percent of the time, there's nothing on that table. And I I was looking at it yesterday, and I go, I need a Quonset display yeah. case for that. And then I could just put whatever model is the last latest one that I've yeah. built and just stick it in there. That's a great I'm, idea. Until right I'm ready to move it into 
until I finish another model. And then I can just kind of swap it out and move the other one into my regular display case. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't in the interview, so I'm not, I'm missing what y'all are talking about. When you say quantity, you're talking, I'm thinking quants at hot. So does he do? That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So they've got a case that has glass on both ends. And now Bill and Wesson have come up with a way to, to bend the plexi over the top. Gotcha. And make a perfect quonset right over the top. It is really cool. I mean, when you're looking, you can see from. And that wood base nine. under on the under yeah. side. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, cool. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. That'd be yeah. Really made nice. with cherry. Yeah. Made with cherry. Yeah. They use cherry wood. Uh, for the viewers, if you guys go on to Facebook, check out their Bases by Bill Facebook page. They've got pictures of all their stuff there. And then basesbybill.com, I believe, is the hyperlink. Let me. Uh, yes, it's basesbybill.com. Dot com. Check them out. They've got paint, the painted displays. They've got their Astro cases, their uh, their ship cases. So Tim just got a great deal on a ship case from them for his Constitution. Um, just some beautiful, beautiful stuff. And when you see what their price point is, I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> That's well, all I'm going to say. I hope you're sitting down. Well, too, and the best part is if you for a good way. I- Right. And if you've got an idea in your head and give them a call, email them and they will work with you to come up with a design that you want to do. I mean, they're willing to. Yeah, I've I've roughed out. I've roughed out drawings on a piece of paper, taken a picture of it, attached it to an email, sent it to them. And um, with kind of some words that I thought described it and with my phone number, uh, Bill calls me. Uh, usually within an hour or so. I mean, literally it's that quick. And yeah. he's like, okay, hey, just want to understand, you know, and we kind of talk through it, make make a few changes. And then uh, a few days later or a week later, depending on how complex it is, get a uh, an email from him that says, hey, here's, we've roughed up the idea. Um, this is what we think you're, you're looking for. And um, it, it's an easy P the T done. And, you know, and they'll tell you, and this is about how much it'll cost. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just floored at, at how good the prices are for what you're getting. The That's quality right. is just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and not just display cases, check out their awards. If you're having a show, uh, you're putting on a show, or even if you just need something for employee of the month with your, yeah. your business logo on it, check them out, man. They've got some, some beautiful stuff in the awards. Yeah. Because after seeing so, that at that interview, I was looking over at the tracker or my display cabinet, and I was like, uh-huh. "Man, I could get a different." I knew it was coming. Needs to, it needs to happen, man. It needs to happen. I could have I the VS thirty squadron patch, like laser engraved on the base, and make mm-hmm. it look real nice. Yeah, real nice. Okay, nice. cousin Eddie, real nice. <laughs> there you go. You picked it up. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so there you go. Basis by Bill. Uh, check them out. Uh, I think, though, man, I think it's time to uh, wrap this one up. What do you think, guys? Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of modeling, modeling bench time for value on this one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> for the listeners out there, I just want to say thanks uh, for downloading. For us, this is episode 59, another one in the books. Next one is the big six zero. Six zero. Six zero. I hope all y'all have enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby. And this has been a great night. 
this was a lot of fun. Uh, we want to thank each of y'all for making us a part of your valuable bench time. Also, could not close out the night without saying thank you to our generous sponsors, uh, Detail and Scale, Tamiya USA, uh, Furball Aero Designs, Brew Brothers, and of course, our special guest tonight, uh, Basis by Bill. So, uh, hope you can join us for the next podcast. But for now, be excellent to each other and by all means, get out there and build something. Out from the geeks. Take care, everybody. Later. Good night. See ya. Bye.